Hey everybody, this is your boy Urs, and you're listening to the Escape Podcast. Portions of this show were recorded in front of a live studio audience. Now who's ready to make love on those holla tables, baby? One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. With both having played this game since launch, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The CFH Network presents The Escape Pod Cast, a service of The Escape Pod Castaways. A weekly podcast about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the network studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Ayer and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast, it happened again. Two new ships are announced. Our content creator special is here. We talk with Thaddeus from Going Nerdy and Sean Baptiste from Bethesda about the world of content creation. And we talk about the Q&A in our live fifth segment. And also anything else that is announced by the time we are live on this edition of the Escape Pod cast. And welcome into this week's edition of the Escape Podcast. And oh my gosh, this is Nev, this is going to be a excellent episode. This is what I have been putting together for the past month. It is what I am going to call the content creator special. We're going to we're going to tackle the news here in just a moment but after that we're we're gonna devote pretty much the rest of the show until the bridge to talk about what you have done for for the for a darn good while and what i you know i admit i just recently started doing kind of uh as as a uh has something to to help me with with uh, escaping the world of, of all that was going on, but we're going to talk about content creation. Yay! <laughs> you love content creation. I've been forward to this. I yeah. love content creation. I know you've been looking forward to doing this for some time, and we we were. It would have been nice to have done it last week, but I think the extra week. Um, I think the extra week's definitely going to be beneficial to everybody listening. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's one of those it's one of those special episodes. Um, you know, my lucky number is thirty seven, so it's kind of fitting that it works to be the thirty seventh episode of the Escape Pod cast is the content creator special, and we are going to be talking to Thaddeus. From going nerdy, we're going to have him on again, but we're not going to speculate. We're going to give you cold hard facts about uh, the perspective from a content creator. And then the coup d'etat of all of this is a, he's a very interesting individual. You guys will get to know him a little bit better. His name is Sean Baptiste. He works for Bethesda. Uh, and he is the influencer manager, but we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into that later on. But 
Neil, we got to start off with the news because if we don't get to the news, we won't get to the good stuff coming up here soon. It happened exactly. again. It happened again, Neff. Oh God, not again. It happened really again. 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 So we got an event. The event had bugs. Uh, the the character in the character of said event that had bugs got stopped. And then let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, uh, said character was removed from the store again. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then. Um, it was it was because the character was giving out shards when it shouldn't have given out shards and they even no longer had it listed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We played this record a couple times now, haven't we? Uh yeah, we we have. It's uh it's at least yeah. the uh it's at least the third time that this has happened. No, well, second it's yeah. the second well, time, I mean, but third time second, overall. Second time, of, yeah. It's the second time for this specific character, but third time overall. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let let you know. Go go away for a few months. Come back, and hopefully we won't have the same bugs and issues and problems that we've had for you know previous incarnations of said events and of said character. Well, I mean, if they just have waited the six months or so that they did the first time, it would have put a better taste in a lot of people's mouths that that went all out for it the second time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So maybe this is Make karma. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, everybody knows who we, everybody knows who we're talking about, and everybody knows about it because you know it's been it's been done to buggery. So uh, what's the uh, what's the other news, Paul? The other news is that uh, oh oh spe- speaking of um, um, the the an update uh, dropped as we're recording this um, that they're still working on it. <laughs> so as of last night from when yeah as of last night from when this airs um you know we will be live in our in in the last segment don't worry we're not leaving you guys high and dry but they're still working on it as of last night we'll give you an update in the last segment now that being said chewbacca's unique loyal friend is, is assisting too many times this is a bug they're gonna fix it they're gonna fix it just move on with your lives how many of you are honestly and i'm saying honestly consistently using chewbacca in your arena team now i'm talking to you gigantic whales that are having problems with a problematic bug. Well, I, I, I've never used him in arena. So uh, I, 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 I restrict I using him for territory wars and for GAC. Although he is kind of important for me in GAC because, you know, him, Han and CLS, they're, they're, you know, they're one of my guaranteed undersized victories. So I hope it doesn't affect anything there. Well, I mean, you, you're, Chewbacca is, he, he's, it's not a GAC week, I mean. So, I know, okay. but, uh, you know, next week. Uh, yeah, well, I, well, hopefully they will, and hopefully it doesn't, uh, you know, nerf him in any way, shape, or form. No. We hate nerfs. I, we hate nerfs. It's Okay. It's okay. We don't we don't hate nerfs. Nerfs are just not preferable. 
So we're getting we're getting ships in our upcoming Grand Arena Championships. Yeah, you know, we're getting first order in our Grand Arena Championships. Yeah, no, I've no, still yeah, got my group. fingers crossed. Yeah, no, no, I'm kind of regarding. Well, my my, my first order on that. You know, that aren't that good a squad for my uh, Pom Pom Tastic account there. It, to be honest with you, my first order aren't that amazing on any of my accounts because what I tend to do with first order is is get them good enough to be able to get my BB eight to seven stars and then they kind of get left by the wayside. You know, I d- don't get me wrong, I still throw the Zetas on Kylo Ren on Mask so that I can use them as a defense team, but apart from that, I don't do an awful lot to them. So uh, I'll be interested to see how the feats get changed in next month's GAC regarding First Order. But uh, well, it's probably going to be along similar lines to, to what they did with, uh, you know, Gal- you know, get X amount of wins with First Order, you know, or, you know, uh, a whole well, on a defensive team. So uh, it'd be, it's going to be something like that. Yeah, check this out. Feats like Advantage First Order, you need to gain advantage in Grand Arena 50 times. There's also a feat for using three First Order military troopers. And uh, it's kind of funny they put in uh, parentheses, basically anyone who isn't Kylo Ren. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. And uh, one for using Phasma. Yeah, one for using Phasma and Fox in the same squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's a, yeah, and then there's a feat that asks you to pair first order stormtrooper with Finn. <laughs> what? That's just okay. You know, uh, you, you know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I've said it before, and I, I'll say it again. The feats aren't necessary for Kyber. They may not be necessary nice for Kyber, but if they give me if they give me a pretty picture and a name and a, and a little badge, I'm gonna go after it just because it makes me happy, and that's how I play this game. I'm sorry if mm-hmm. I'm not playing the game the same as you. You know, not not <laughs> you specifically Neil, but but you know what I mean. I I I'm enjoy trying, my I'm little. Bur- I know. I, I know you enjoy them. I enjoy my 37 pieces of flair, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get that. And I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out what type of title you would get for putting Stormtrooper, first order Stormtrooper and uh, uh Finn together, you know, what brothers in arms? What? It, it, uh, here it is. I mean, here, it's, here. It's, it's def- Oh, go on. Go on then. Oh, you're going to tell it, me. It, <laughs> yeah, it's called FN2187. Oh, right. Okay. That's how dull is that? What boring name for a <laughs> what boring name for a title? I mean, obviously, it's hearkening to the uh, to the to the battle, the fight. You know, the the, the coming together of uh, what was it? He gets the old traitor at him, and then he he, he goes toe to toe with the first order stormtrooper with a lightsaber, doesn't he? What? Well, which movie I, was that? Was that was that eight or was that seven or eight? I can't remember. Seven. It was that seven. Was seven. It? It? Yeah, that, that was, was seven. seven yeah. yeah. Yeah, recalling, you know, recalling, uh, you know, scenes and stuff from seven or eight are difficult because I barely watched that movie. Uh, you're a purist. I enjoy, yes, I enjoy I all the Skywalker saga. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll come back to my purists, you know, my purist thoughts when uh, when we discuss the next bit of news, which is, uh, you're, which you're about to allude to, which is ships, well, isn't it? No, 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 no. There's no, more. No. There's more things. 
there's more things. It's not all things. Yeah. Okay. So there, you can also gain feats for gaining fleet arena victories with both first order Tie Fighters, the SF and the regular, and then also oh. winning with Kylo's Tie Silencer and a different feat for winning with the Command Shuttle. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's definitely out for me because I haven't gone for any of them ships on the Bomb Bombastic account. <laughs> In fact, I've been I've been beefing up my uh, I've been beefing up my separatists because I I haven't decided which one's going to go in defense and what team's keeping for for offense because I've got two decent squads because that's what you're going to need you're going to need an offensive team and a defensive team so I've got my Akbar and Mills squad um, and then I was going to use my Thrawn with um i was going to use my thrawn with uh my geos and then i was going to have uh the tie fighter pilot and i was going to have uh darth vader's uh tie uh, tie advance come in with a couple of bounty hunters well, as okay, the okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. but but don't give away all your secrets right here right now okay okay well, well i mean people don't yeah. know whether i'm going to put them on defense or offense so uh yeah <laughs> But That's here's the good thing is is that mm-hmm. is that with the fact that you have these um, hitting the game, they also wanted to assure us that you will not, even though they're changing the layout, they will not change a layout mid championship. All four rounds will use the same layout through the entire championship, even though they may tinker ah. with layouts later. So that was the other right. piece of advice. Now, yes, let's go ahead and and get to these ships. And I want to start out with the Hyena Bomber because that is the one that I'm most excited about. The Hyena Bomber is going to be a tank for Separatists. Mm-hmm. It is the second crewless ship in the game in the order that they announced these. And you can unlock it without worrying about crew, and it synergizes with the vulture droids. Yay! Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, the, true to their word, CG did say that they were going to bring some more crewless ships in, and uh, as soon as they said that, I think everybody was thinking, you know, well, there, there are plenty of, uh, uh, you know, separatists cruise droid ships that they could uh, call upon from the clone wars era so uh, yeah kind of uh, kind of obvious i mean we didn't know exactly what the ship was going to be but we all kind of guessed that it was going to be clone wars era didn't we yes definitely and and they talked about that in the galactic war report um mm-hmm. prop, props to those guys for getting top hat <clears throat> but this is what really upset me is that in the second um, Q and A with um, with CG um, Mandalorian and CG BS Shill, um, they asked the question, "What is the ideal capital ship for Hyena Bomber?" And the answer was redacted, redacted, redacted. We already know. Speaking of the Galactic War report, we already know Malevolence is coming. Yeah. So Yeah, well, I mean, Malevolence is coming, so it's going to work well with Malevolence, but it'll probably work better when they bring new Gunray shipping. That, that, your speculation there, your absolute mm-hmm. speculation there, but, I mean, either way, you know, we don't have enough Separatist ships to warrant a newt Gunray. 
and we know malevolence is coming. We have enough to warrant a second Jedi slash Galactic Republic ship, but we don't have enough to warrant a second Separatist ship. So don't go on the high horse with the new Gunray ship just yet, Neil. They, they need to pick up. They do need to pick up the speed uh, and pick up the pace with uh, with ships. And they just need to bring the damn things in as a marquee because these galactic chases are. I've never liked the the the, the method oh, of bringing in the ship as a. Do you you like? I mean, I to be honest with you, I I, I still prefer you know the marquee way regarding bringing in you know bringing introducing new ships. So or introducing anything like that because it's a minor thing. It's not nothing major. Um, but it is a necessity, obviously. You know, we do need these extra ships. Uh, but I would have preferred to have seen it as a marquee um, and then, you know, obviously drop it on a node so that we can farm it um, at a later date. Well, I, I like the fact that they reward you for playing in a certain area. Now, ships stunk when it was, you know, pretty much mandatory that you had to do ships to get the Ebon Hawk in the... Um, and the uh, uh, Peltmobile, but honest, in in my opinion, I thought, I think that putting it on a Cantina node, which will A, count for tickets, mm-hmm. and B, it's, you can farm relics at the same time as this, I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, um, this is this is why we, uh, you know, every now and then we come across these uh, these little things that we um, that we disagree with, and we have a bit of banter, and we have a disagreement, and then we decide that I'm right. It's okay that you're wrong. <laughs> you're sorry. You're I'm, right I'm, that I was you're quoting, wrong. I was quoting. I was quoting Nigel Clough. I was quoting Nigel Clough, very famous English football manager. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think I think. Um, uh, it's good that they brought the ship in. Uh, even if we disagree with how they're bringing it in, we, we can both agree that it's definitely a welcome entry to ships. That is, that's absolutely true. Now, we also have another ship that we have is going to be the Battle B Y-Wing. It is also a tank. And ironically, it's a Galactic Republic ship. I know this one bugs. This one's just yeah. I'm not happy with this one at all. I, I think the uh, I think they've done a great injustice to um, to Star Wars IP on this one. It, it should have it should have been the iconic Y wing. It should have been the iconic Y wing from the original trilogy, um, and it should have had a pilot in it. And the pilot should have been Kian Farlander, who was the only Y wing pilot. Mind you, the only Y-Wing pilot to survive the first battle against the original Death Star. Um, And the reason why he did it was because he was Force-sensitive. And, you know, he ended up getting trained as a Jedi by Luke Skywalker. They had CG had a big opportunity to give us some good, solid nostalgia. Because we haven't had any nostalgic characters in the game for a while. And I think that, you know, another guy in an orange jumpsuit. (laughs) You know, another... Another big slash wedge type character, you know, with an iconic Y wing. Um, I think it would have been great. And you okay. know, the, the Galactic well, Republic ships have been getting way too much love. Wait, back up here, back up here. Mm-hmm. A force sensitive Y. Oh, you're talking legends again, aren't you, Nev? 
No, I'm not. No, 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 no. No, he he was original. He he was he's canon, but they the the the, the additional stories about him then went into the extended universe. Kian Farlander was the pilot of the the only surviving Y wing during the um, the Battle of Yavin. So he, okay, he so we, we canon, see him. We see him in the movies. You, you probably see him, you know, he's probably one of the, you know, one of the background actors in the, he's probably one of the background actors in the, uh, in the, uh, in the original episode four movie somewhere in one of the scenes. You just don't get then him. He's, he's, legend. Just, he's not legend. He's canon. Then he's legend. And, and, <laughs> and I'm just going to point out that when you open up this app now, it says Disney on it. So mm -hmm. they're not going to go into the Legends database anymore. They're only doing new canon. Yeah, but any anything in anything that was in that movie is classed as canon. And he was but in that they movie. They didn't name him. You probably no. cannot find somebody in the credits with that name. So therefore, as much as you want to fight for him, he's not canon. Well, no, he would have been. Um, he would have been. Uh, he would have been one of the. Uh, he wouldn't have been Kian Farlander. He would have been. Well, he wouldn't have been one of the Reds because the Reds, the X Wings. Um, uh, he would have been. Uh, uh, he would have been uh, yeah. one of the Golds. Gold, yeah. And one of the other. He would have been one of the Golds. You know, so he he'd have been like Gold One or Gold Two or Gold Three or something like that. So uh, yeah, but, but still, I mean, named Kian Farlander. But he wasn't. I know he wasn't named Kian Farlander, but uh, I still think that they missed a trick. It would have been, it would have been nice to have had, you know, it would have been nice and nostalgic to have, you know, the old school Y-Wing in there. Um, because obviously, I mean, at some point in the not too distant future, hopefully they'll throw A-Wings and they'll throw the B-Wings in there as well. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, if, you, if you're not going to have, you know, a, as an iconic a pilot for that in the Y-Wing, you know, then just get rid of all pilots for all ships. All right. Well, that actually kind of leads me into into the fact that, you know, we're getting two pilotless ships, which means that their GP is not going to be pumped up by a by a pilot. And that's starting to be, if you will, to me, worrisome. So I'm thinking and and tell me if I'm off base here, Nev. I'm thinking that what we should do is get ships 3.0 and scrap all the pilots and just yep, have ship. Wait, really? Okay. First mm -hmm. we're disagreeing. Oh, yeah, now no. we're agreeing. No. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've had this discussion with, uh, I've had, I had this discussion with many people back at the beginning of the year. I threw out a video uh, back in February, I think it was, where I talked about 15 ships that I'd like to see uh, come into the game. And this was one of the ships I predicted would come in by 2019. Um, and I said, you know, the next iteration of, uh, of ships should include not just a bunch of them. You know, we need a, a whole host of new ships coming in. But to make it easier for them to introduce more ships into the game, um, just make them shipless. You know, remove all of the ships. 
Um, and I do re do remember having a really long in-depth conversation with a, a friend and guildmate and user called Darth Mufasa. And, you know, we, we talked about the logistics and the problems that it would cause and the complaints, legitimate complaints, because there's a lot of people out there that will have spent a lot of resources, a lot of resources on characters specifically for a ship. And if you were to remove that pilot from the ship, they'll be like, well, hang on a minute, I you know i spent a lot of money and you know a lot of oh equipment, yeah uh you know buffing this character to make their shit better so th there would be some very very real issues um both monetary and logistical um to doing something like that but i think if they uh, you know if they if they manage it correctly um if they do manage it correctly and they come up with a uh, a good method for compensating people that have yes um uh, yeah, as long as they come up with a good way to compensate people for certain characters for certain ships um so it's like you know hey yeah i totally get you would not have put ability maps on that character you know we're, we're talking about characters that have a primary use as pilots in fleet and that's it so we are talking we're, we're talking bistan you know Bistan, where, where else where else would Bistan be used in the game? Where else would the... Lightside um, territory battles. Huh? Lightside light territory battles. Yeah, but yeah, but nobody does lightside territory battles now. And, yes, uh, you they only do. Stop for, stop, hey, Mr. New Account Specialist, stop yeah, not I, thinking I, about <laughs> new accounts that can't reach it. Hello? Yeah, yeah. No, no, It's that's a, that's a valid one. But I, I, the, the, of the five um, Rogue Squadron guys that I was going for, I wasn't going for him. <laughs> He's not one of the ones I was farming for. Um, obviously, you, obviously the, uh, the Cassians you win one. You've got three characters there. Um, and then you've got uh, a couple of easy farms from the event stores. Uh, those are the those would those would be the five that I would go for just for the Hoth TB Hoth territory battle. But you know, right. gone, I, I would still th th there are characters. Uh, I do believe that there are characters that people will have leveled up um, and modded and, and zated and waste you know used valuable resources on just for ships. Um, and but what are know, they going to do to the GP? What are they going to do well, I mean, to the GP level that that you get? So you you know you've invested these to also pump up GP for your territory mm -hmm. battles. So where do they put the GP, and where do they find the common ground for those that may have fully uh, activated everything but didn't relic seven the pilots? <laughs> But yeah. some people have, you know, you're taking away GP. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, fu uh, um, yeah, I could say this word. It's a fuster cluck. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a potential, uh, you know, it's a potential hornet's nest of issues. It really, really is. But if they're going to keep introducing these pilotless ships into the game with, you know, that, that aren't really going to uh, uh, compete with uh, ships that have pilots, well then, you know, what's the point in putting more and more and more pilotless ships in if, if they are not going to be able to compete? Uh, you know, on an even playing field with um, ships that do have crew, you, you need to even it out one way or the other. You either need to stop bringing in pilot the ships 
or you need to even out the ones that do have crew in them by, you know, uh, 3.0-ing ships, you know, and, uh, you know, completely reworking the entire six, uh, the entire thing. But <laughs> then, but you would be able to bring in, so, you know, you'd be bringing in a lot more ships. If you don't have to worry so, about yeah. the crew, you could bring in a lot now, more ships. I'm, I'm kind of realizing, you know, ships... I, I don't remember exactly which came first, mods or ships. Um, but I'll tell you this: it's I, I think it was mods. But ships with characters was just mods for ships, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you remove that, um, then it, it creates an even playing field. And it, it, if 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 you had just ships with no crew, you're not having to worry about mods. So, it, it, oh, I mean, it, it would be like Squad Arena before mods. You know, Fleet well, Arena that, would that literally guy. be like Squad Arena before mods. So you've got that became you know, all, of all Well, that became all RNG Fest. So do you want RNG Fest in ships while you've got mods in, in the regular arena slash GAC? And then all of a sudden, RNG becomes, you know, I, I, I've seen your show. <laughs> I, I, you, you complain to the RNG gods all the time about well, yeah, getting course, screwed over. They smite, they smite me so much. But you've got to remember that, uh, yes, back then before mods, um, you know, it, it, a lot of the time, you know, sometimes battles would go the way, um, depending on, you know, what you had. If you had sacrificed your second child to the RNG gods, or, you know, if you if you had, you know, paid penance to uh, RNG Jesus, there are a lot more characters now. And if they brought in a lot more ships, then yes, it would be RNG dependent, but there would be so many combinations of ships and capital ships that you could um, deploy in the arena that could counter, you know, potential bad RNG situations. So, but like, you know, this is, this is, you know, us just speculating and, and, and chewing the fat and, you know, um, just going over the, the potential pitfalls of, you know, uh, and solutions and issues regarding the introduction of just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just two more crueler ships. But two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16. Pretty soon you've got, you know, uh, a dozen to 20 um, crewless ships in the game. And they're all kind of useless because crew ships are faster, stronger and more powerful. And people are like, great, I've blown a load of money on these crewless ships and they're useless. All right. All right. I, you know. Once again, we agree to disagree, and it, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but with that being said, I'll, I you know let's let's go ahead and just uh, be honest with the listeners here, really quick. We re- we recorded about two hours ago. We recorded a amazing interview with Sean Baptiste. Literally, this interview went two segments because it was so in in engaging engrossing would those be the right words oh yeah definitely so this is segment one not just a four this week but a five um this show is going to run a little bit long guys 
sorry, not sorry on this one. Coming up after the break, we have Going Nerdy. And he is going, and, and this is the beginning, after we get back from the break, this is the beginning of the content creator special. We're not going to speculate with Thaddeus. Instead, we're going to talk about being a content creator with Thaddeus. Stay tuned right here on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaiah's has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaiah's today on Discord at all lower Case Micaeus number zero one two seven. That's M I K A Y A S number zero one two seven. Or at MicaeusMods at gmail.com. Micaeus Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Go Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the Pod to sign up. And now time for something completely shameless. This is your favorite YouTuber's favorite Greek-American Swago YouTuber from the greater New York City area, whose name has eight letters, beginning with an H and ending with an X. Wanna guess who, TC14? Come on, guess. Horse box. Try again. Polio box. Seriously? Horsebacks. You know what? Just forget it. I was trying to get you to say Hellenix, you get dumb droid. Anyway, welcome back to the Escape Pod cast. Take it away, boys. I have a droid to disassemble. Oh, dear. The Escape Pod cast. This is Heinzy from Harpoons and Beer, and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast content creation special and welcome into this week's edition of well actually this this isn't an incoming transmission this is a special episode this is the escape pod cast for uh, content creators not kids not not what you used to do nev (laughs) Uh, this escape pod cast for content creators because we have uh, and and as i said just before the break we have an excellent interview with Sean Baptiste of Bethesda Softworks coming up, but you know, I got I got Bethesda's influencer manager to, to come talk to us. He's a good friend of mine, but mostly for the reason that I wanted to give aspiring content creators a glimpse into what the companies are looking for. But before we get to that, let's talk to somebody who. 
you know, you know him as the the theocracy of theory. You know him as the speculation king of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. But we're not going to talk Galaxy of Heroes this time, Thad. Don't do that to me. I want to talk about content creation. What's going on, brother? Oh, thanks for having me. And I love the fact that you call me the theocracy of of thought or theory. I think that is the coolest theory. thing that has ever been ascribed to me in my entire life. Just well, I, I mean, it's... Paul, Paul, Paul knows his, uh, you know, his ringmaster entries, doesn't he? He you does. Know, imagine he does. you're coming into the ring and, you know, you're, you're being introduced to the ring. That's what Paul's done. Paul's introducing you to the ring. And I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but, so, Nev, this is the second time that I've been complimented on my intros. Well, yeah, but you've been around them. You know, you've been around those ring masters. You've listened to it. You've heard it, you know. So it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's kind of that kind of second nature to you. Introductions are something that you are good at because you know them. Well, I'm, I'm creating content. I'm creating the content of introducing people. Exactly. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll spread the word and we'll have content creators from across all platforms. It's like, oh, I've heard that you're good at introducing people. Can you introduce some guests for my show? I'll do it. I'll absolutely do it. In fact, you know, I'm talking to some uh, content creators for another game. Um, that I, I said, do you want content? I'll, I'll give you some, some, uh, some produced content, you know, just cause I enjoy it. Um, so, and, and one of them's a Patreon of our show. So absolutely. I'm going to support our listeners and all that, but anyway, I'm getting off track. Content creation period is the reason that I wanted to bring Thaddeus on now, now Thaddeus, so I know back in our first episode that uh, I think you were our first guest, right? I was, um, yeah. Yeah. It was a great honor. Um, <laughs> so, and it's a great honor to have you. It's kind of funny because Nev just reminded me while we were in between breaks, 37 is my lucky number. And this is episode 37 of the show. And then it's also day 37 of the horror D account <laughs> so can, can i add one yeah. more thing to you yeah sure i'm 37 well i just my wife is 37 so i mean it, it, it all works you. out it does so there's some new there's some heavy numerology going on here you know oh yeah it, where's a mayan three, calendar when you need one <laughs> it's over remember it, it ended mm. that's true i guess <laughs> so anyway um the whole thing is i wanted to pick the brain of a content creator and you didn't start doing content creation with star wars galaxy of heroes you were creating content of a different type if i recall correctly am i right yeah, I actually worked for a, a company that was having me do training videos. And 
I, I was doing these really silly videos because my audience was, you know, like 18 to 23 year olds. And, you know, it was, it was a ton of fun, but one of the guys that I worked with was like, Hey, um, we've got this, this mobile game that we're playing, which shall go nameless. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are creating the, the content for this, they just don't, they don't excite us and your videos are fun to watch. So why don't, you have you ever thought about making videos for this uh unnamed mobile game and i was like well i'll give it a shot and um you know it was it was it just kind of worked for me it's been something that i've done for the last three and a half years i believe i think four years will be in february so um and you know, I've I've tried to branch out my 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 Star Wars videos. Don't typically do as well as um, that mobile game video, but like I love. So here's here's the thing, okay? And I've I've got to say this. Growing up, I was never the kid who was like, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer or or whatever. I was the kid that was like, I don't have any goals and or ambition. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And so when I went to college, they're like, so what do you want to study? I was like, I don't know. Just give me a degree of some kind. And and so I went into English. And so English cre- went into like creative writing and so all of that stuff. But but here's the thing. Like I I have always wanted to be paid to talk about movies and books. And like this, this is essentially that I have an opportunity to share my love for a book or a movie or, or a mobile game or whatever, and just put it out there. So once I found out like, Hey, people are okay with listening to me talk for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to continue to do this because it's awesome. And that's, that's Yes. A very long-winded way. Content creation is like wonderful. So I love it. You've done content creation for more than just the 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 game that shall remain nameless. Um, yes, you know. Yes, you, the game you, that shall not be named. <laughs> you know, it's just like kind of pretty much like the uh, like the uh, event that should not Evolve be named that we were talking about yeah. uh, earlier. No, no, no. In our in yeah, our first segment, you know, it, it, it yeah, happened again. Did you know that it happened? Again? I know, I did. It I happened. did, and they're. Oh my gosh! Anyways, it's it's the Voldemort of mobile games. Um, for, only for this episode. Only for this episode. But you know, oh, I'm, I'm going through. You know, you've done a, a video game review of Missile Dude RPG. You've done, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that game. You've done um, Fantasy Movie League. You were telling me about Fantasy Movie League, and oh, like, such um, a good. I mean, yes. I, all, all the all this stuff you used to do, Battle of the Cinema, where you know Atomic Blonde versus um, versus the Dark Tower and the Vault. You know, you, you have you oh. have more than just yes. more than just this, uh, just about this game. And so, is it is it truly a the passion and is the passion still there if you will 
um, to to do more than just Star Wars? What what is the next thing that's coming up for Going Nerdy, and and how do you think that you can do this in content creation? Oh man, you are you were hitting on a a nerve that has been pinched for the last year, I think. Um, I am the type of person who dreams big. In fact, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, one day years ago, when she was really young, got a Happy Meal toy. There was a heart, a pink heart, and it said, dream big. And she gave it to me. She's like, here, dad, follow your dreams. And I was like, oh, that is the most adorable thing. And it was right around the time that I was starting the channel. And like it was it one it was awesome because my daughter gave me her heart and i'm like oh metaphor wonderful <laughs> um and then two it was like giving me permission to follow what it is that i want and so that's what i've what i've started to do and and branch back into is film film reviews and film theories um i have a theory for the star wars episode nine which is one that's kicked around a little bit but it's I don't know, something that I'm leaning very heavily into uh, that will be launched here in the next couple of days. And then um, I actually got, recently I reached out to the publishers over at uh, Penguin Random House. And I said, hey, oh. I love Star Wars. And I love, I love your audiobooks, but I would love to be able to get it in my hands on a book before it launched so that I could review it. And, and they originally, they were like, no, oh, well, we don't have any of the, the latest one. Um, I was like, all right, that's fine. And so I emailed them back recently. I was like, hey, um, Resistance Rising is coming out. Do you guys have any copies of that that you want re reviewed? And they were like, yeah, what's your address? And, and I was like, really? And so right now, I'm in, like, literally, the book is upstairs. Uh, it's a 300-page book, and I'm halfway through. I've only had it for a day, but I've barely put it down. And it's it's awesome. Okay, but before, before you go that, in, before you go in, you're saying it's awesome. Are you allowed to say anything else? Is it out yet? Oh, no. Okay. Oh no, it is not out yet. Okay. And I'm not I'm not a, there there are reviews for the book out like where people who got the book early have reviewed it. Um I'm not going to say anything just yet, okay? I am going to do a what I'm trying to do is a uh kind of a live tweet version of my book review. <laughs> okay. But instead of live tweeting, I'm just recording myself reacting to like moments in the book. You know? So it's it's really cool. So it's, you're I, we'll creating see, we'll see if it works out or not. You're creating content while you're reading this book. Absolutely. <laughs> so are we going to be seeing this on your channel? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. And like here's the thing. And and last time you you kind of pimped me and I thought it was uh awesome and you're like, "Hey, you go check out Going Nerdy's latest video. He has, you know, he he has a link where you can get two free Audible books." I in my real world life, I'm an English teacher. I teach creative writing and I teach journalism. And right now, my journalism class is focused entirely on teaching kids how to blog, how to write about something that they love to talk about. And, and I love to talk about Star Wars. 
and it's awesome. I, it, to me, it's like the greatest thing. Um, it connects all forms of life, whether you're a certain political party or, you know, apolitical, whether you're whatever, it's, it's all things connected and I love it. And so, yes, you will actually see before the weekend is out, um, a book review and then probably on Monday, a spoiler review of the book. And that will just be my reaction to like what's going so on when's the, or what happens. in the When book. does the book come out? Tuesday, November 5th. Wait, no, that's not Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday, November 5th. Remember, I remember. Okay. Of November. So I, that's true. I'll tell you this. That's true. I, th- I don't think, you know, I don't think you should put up the spoiler review until, until, you know, two days after. after. Yeah, two days after. So go, go 11-7. All right. All right. I, I can do that. That's, that's probably a smart move anyways. Like, but, but here's the thing. And, and when it comes to content, there's a few piece of, pieces of advice that everyone needs to follow. Yeah, I was, I was going to um, say, if, if, you're, if, if somebody comes up to you, Mr. Thaddeus, I want to be a YouTube star too. What, are, what should I do? You, you should find something that you love to do. I was, I was, so I, I cut the cord on cable a couple of years ago and I just watched YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, all of that stuff. Right. But, Preach, um, I was watching, yeah, I was watching a guy unbox, um, Amazon returns for 30 minutes last night. And I, I, it wasn't anything spectacular, but I was like, Oh, that's interesting. That's absolutely fascinating. All right. And then I saw another guy who on who was who built an automatic longbow, which sounds weird, like an archery bow. And it had like a clip where they could just keep firing over and over and over again. And he had synced up with another channel who kind of challenged him to create it. And What's funny about that is essentially it's it's this person and, and both of these channels that I was watching, I'd never seen before, but both of them had tens of thousands, and I think probably over fifty thousand each subscribers. And the view like the the one the the one video that I was watching had over like thirty thousand views and the other one had like almost a million. And here it is, these people who were just following what it is that they're passionate about, talking what they're passionate about, and, and people are interested. So if you find something that you're passionate about, something that you can talk about with enthusiasm, like with, and even, even if you're not as like super excited, like, again, uh, I said this in our earlier take, I, when it comes to content creation, I am like an ADHD person who's on speed, who just chugged a 12 pack of rock stars, um, which in all fairness is kind of like me without the speed and 12 pack of rock stars. I have had my fair share of energy drinks today. Um, but like the idea is if you can find something that you're excited about, people will hear that excitement in your voice. And they're like, this is interesting to this person. I'm going to find out why. And so that first and foremost, whatever it is you're excited about, follow it. 
if your passion is taxes, for whatever reason, first off, if your passion is taxes, you're a weird person. Um, but if it is, there are other people out there who have a passion for taxes. And do it, man. Just do it. Jump in both feet head first and just do it. Get started. And they will come. Sorry. That's no, 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 no. Keep no, no, no. The, 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 let, the, let the creative yeah. juices flow, Thaddeus. So, um, okay. So, so okay. You, if you've, you've, if you've, you've, you've talked to, so, Go ahead. Um, so that's the first point. So once a person has come up with, um, you know, what they like, so they've decided to themselves, right. Okay. This is what I like. This is what I love. What's their next step? So as you said, you know, they've come to you and they've said, you know, you know, what do I do? You know, what advice would you give to me to be a content creator? And you've said, step one, find something you love. So what would be their next step? Step two is to start immediately. Don't yeah. second guess yourself. So here's, here's the thing that I kind of learned the hard way. Your first few videos, few podcasts, and, and yours were different because you guys had all the experience in the past. You knew what you were doing. You were able to jump in and, you know, with both feet and you didn't have to go head first because you already knew what you were doing. Yeah, I was sitting here um, for a second going feet and head. That That's a weird position. But no, this, if you listen to you can on the um, I don't I don't know if it's on on the YouTube channel, but if you are a podcast subscriber, you can go all the way back to our first episode that was recorded entirely on off of Discord. Didn't have the production value that it has now. You know, it's it, it's we <laughs> there's so many flubs in that. So yeah. Our first episode kind of sucked until we got, you know, it was, if you listen to some people, it still sucks. But, you know, it's, well, it all comes down to the fact. What, 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 what do you got? I, I got, I got, I got, um, if, you, if, you, if you're talking about how crap, check mine was me playing the game, recording my voice on a tablet, and then I just uploaded it onto my channel. So my first episode of me, yeah. you know, um, uh, let me just see. Um, so um, obviously it was the game and I decided that, you know, it was um, something that hadn't been done before. You know, I was a fan of Warriors uh, and I was watching him do his content and I thought, hey, you know, what somebody should do is take the pillar system and do a day by day from a brand new account, seeing how it worked. And that was, that was exactly what I did. So my first video is an hour long, an hour. And it is literally me playing the game from the very beginning, talking, you know, there's no camera or anything. I didn't turn that. I was very, I was camera shy. <laughs> In the beginning, I was camera shy, but it's like, you know, this is something that I really want to do and it needs to be done because nobody else is doing it. And how do we know if the pillar system works, if, if there isn't a daily record of someone doing it, you know? So uh, I, that, that's what I did. And um, yeah. I spawned, you know, I spawned a following. I mean, you, you go back and look at it now and it's got like over 300 views, but my first 10 videos were all in single digits. They were all, and I did not care. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
and you shouldn't and you shouldn't your first your first series of videos your first they're gonna be bad but don't let that discourage you i remember watching the very first view of my very first video and my and the and the first thought that i had and i was right about it was oh my mom (laughs) finally logged on and saw my video and and she did. She had no idea what the hell I was talking about, but she's like, oh, baby, you did such a good job. And, and like, the thing about it is you will find your stride, but you will never find your stride if you never start. And people are afraid to start. And I understand it. There is a fear of putting yourself out there. There's, a, like, people comment they still come they're like thaddeus your channel is stupid i'm like i know i get it man i make dumb statements and dumb mistakes all the time but you know what i'm at a point where it's like i still gonna do it you know i'm still gonna put myself out there and if i'm right great if i can help someone wonderful i hope i can help someone but if i can't you know, at least I'm having fun doing it. You, you'll get to find out that as you get older, because I, I found out today that I'm older than you. You'll get to find out that as you get older, yes. you care less. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. I, I live by it. It's brilliant. It, you it's know. wonderful. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, if, if it's someone I care about, then I care. You know, I care about, um, uh, you know, the thoughts and the feelings of people that I also care about. But, you know... Uh, people I don't know. It's like, yeah. no. As, as you as, as Paul said, as you get older, you you care less. But um, but that brings me on to uh, so we've exactly. gone through we've gone through one and we've gone through two. Um, uh, what would you say is so? So they've picked their subject material. They've started doing it. What should they be doing as they progress as a content creator? So that is a good, so really the, the best way to progress and one, I, I say the best way, there is no wrong way to progress, right? Whatever you do, as long as you're moving forward, right? As long as more people are seeing your next video than saw your last or are subscribing, as long as people are still engaging with you, then you've, you've got a good start. Um, one of the important things is is look at your competition. Look at what people are doing. Look at how people are doing it and and say, how can I do that but in my own style? Right. right? If you look at any mobile game video for for any game, I mean if you look at Fortnite, if you look at uh PUBG, if you look at the game that shall not be named, um Really, they're all the same. The content that Mobile Gamer puts out is very similar to the content that Arnold puts out. It's very similar to the content uh, Warrior and Cubs Fan Han put out. And it's similar to the content that I put out with some major exceptions. And those major exceptions really come down to the individual content creator. People don't go to hear the same thing over and over and over again they go to hear the perspective of that one person. 
right? They go to hear what mobile gamer thinks, what warrior thinks, because each one has their own perspective. Each one is unique and has an opinion that is their own. And the most important, I mean, they're, they're doing things that are similar. Yes. And, and find those similarities that you can then adapt and do to yourself or do for your own channel. Right. Um, if it's live, here's one thing that that I'm going to, I'm going to chime in and, and it's something that, that I need to do a lot. I don't watch them. I, I watch them to understand mechanics, mm-hmm. but don't ex- don't pull in everything they say and then regurgitate it. You do need to have your own spin, your your own opinion on it. And yeah, your your own spin. And but here's the thing that happens for me, and that's. I don't listen or I don't watch any of those videos before I go on because I don't want to be influenced. And in the back of my mind, I'm all of a sudden spouting the same thing that Cubs has said or, or that, that, you know, that you've said, I I try my best to not be influenced because I want to give the listening audience my own fresh take. True. So, so then let me put a caveat on, on that. I, I agree. I 100% agree that you need to be doing you however you do it, right? If, if you like something that, that everyone else hates, then embrace that. But one of the things that I, I mean by that, by, by seeing what they're doing and then not necessarily regurgitate it, but imitate it. What, what I mean by that is simply there are techniques there are, um, I don't want to say software. That's getting too. There, there's ways to produce a video, technically, that are going to be more appealing. Um, so if you're if you're doing a straight like video game, no music, no no or no over no no voiceover, nothing. It's just the game. That's going to be very boring if it's just silent. And so what you'll see is if when those people, when people do that, if you look at like Skeltrix, he has walkthroughs where he doesn't generally go on camera, um, but he has walkthroughs that are very good. And those walkthroughs are always set to music, right? Background music is very important. And so what you'll notice with a lot of those, those creators is they've, they've found that if you have background music and you're just playing a video and you have, words on the screen, then people are more likely to stay entertained than if it's just a video with no music. Right. And so clacky so, clacky clack of the of controller or something, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so so what I mean by that is see what see what people are doing with the type of video you're trying to produce, but still make it your own. Right? Um I've learned that I as much as I love to sing I can't sing like Cubs fan Han. And so <laughs> the music videos that I've tried to put out and I have, I've, I've tried to put out like three of them and they've all been terrible. Um, like I've reworked, I've rewritten like three songs about Hondo Onaka um, that 
are just they're so embarrassing that I refuse to put them out. Um, but but I, I, I decided need, I, I need to I need to break into your uh, to your computer and and release these to the public. Maybe maybe I'll accidentally let them slip. You know, it's, it'll be my form of like a sex tape or something. Um, <laughs> but but so but here's the thing though. I I thought to myself, I still want to do a music video. I think they're fun. And so during the last during the the whole Malik thing, I put out a oh, video. Oh, you just said the forbidden word. Oh, sorry, sorry. Am I going to get hit with ping pong balls now? I mean, no, no, I feel it, like it's, it goes it's, on it's, TV. No, it's like a song in your house. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, the, he, the event that shall not be named. Um, I, I put out a video that was in the style of like Sarah McLaughlin talking about those dogs. I mean, I don't know if Nev, if, if you've seen these, but in, in, in the U S they're huge where it's like, you've got these like really sad looking dogs in this music. It's like, Hey, if you don't, um, yeah, I know Sarah McLaughlin. She, she's like does really depressing music. It's a bit yeah. like uh, a lot, it's a bit like the the the, um, the 21st century version of Alanis Morissette. Exactly, exactly. And so, so the idea is that I I put these videos and I said, hey, CG, we we understand mistakes were made, but don't give us back our shards. Do the right thing, you know. And I set it to that same you know, sad music. I even periodically put a sad looking dog, you know, that's like the closest thing that I can get to a music video, but it was, it was fun. It took me yeah, way yeah. longer than it should, got, but it was fun. You've got to do the fun stuff. Yes. Uh, uh, without uh, doubt. You, you can do Bohemian Rhapsody with me. I've got, I've got, a, a, I've got a Star Wars, I've got a, a, a game that shall not be named um, <laughs> version of um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. All right. Um, and, and it's got some, it's got stuff in there. Basically, I, I, I wrote that. I did the parody of that after Relics came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could, it, all right. And you still need to do It'll Always Be Canon to Me by Billy Joel. Yeah, I still need to do a Billy Joel parody as well. It'll always be canon to me. Yeah, I do and, still and, need to do that. And I you do know what? I'll still, do that one next week. And, and another one is I do still owe everyone uh, Slice Slice Baby, the mod song. Um, <laughs> that is coming. I am working on that. You, you laugh, Thaddeus, but you want to know something. It's because of your server that that song was written. Run DMV. <laughs> he, he, he's, he was like, oh, we really need to make that song happen. And he and I wrote it together. We, I just got to finalize the lyrics and... And get that boy down from Minnesota down here because he's got to be the 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 slice slice baby guy, you know. <laughs> you know what, what what we're doing right now segues into a good closing actually because um, uh, for uh, one one of the things that every content creator should also be looking to do is find other content creators that love the same thing you love and do collaborations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So can I, so here, I got to tell you this. Okay. I love Cubs fan Han. I don't watch his videos as much as I, I used to. Um, I just don't have the time. I mean, it's so hard to stay up to date with so much stuff and, and follow everyone. Cubs fan Han was the first collaboration that I ever did. And he reached out to me before he had a channel 
And he's like, I want to do what you're doing. Can we collaborate? I'm like, yes, that sounds like fun. He and I actually did a, a, I don't know what you would, I, I forgot what we called it. Um, but we did a, a, a bi-weekly, uh, not live. Well, no, it was a live stream where we just talked and it only lasted for like four weeks or a month or something like that, which four weeks is roughly a month anyways. But, um, if you, if, it bi-weekly means you had two shows. Okay, so maybe we had more. I can't remember. It didn't go on for very long. Maybe a quarter, maybe we had like four or five shows. Anyways, um, but one of the things that Cubs Fan Han has done very successfully is he has collaborated with other people in the community. And if you see his channel, the growth of his channel, it's explosive. Like it is it is awesome to to see and do and I am incredibly like uh, I don't want to say pr- proud's the wrong word because it, it comes off like I helped him I did that right but I I mean it's 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 awesome to see you know and he went from you can be proud I am I proud. Can be like, proud of I yeah you can be proud because I could be proud of of the fact that the Houston Astros made it to the World Series. I, uh, that's not uh, yeah exactly you know maybe they didn't win it but darn it i'm proud that they won the american league championship series and that you know so it's okay to be proud of someone that you are not because you can yeah. be proud for them exactly you're proud like, I, for cubs yeah and, and like now that he's branching into other games like i'm i am a little jealous that he's doing battlefront i need to get my compute my my desktop computer up and running because there's no way i could stream battlefront 2 from my laptop they're just terrible but like it's so cool like i like it's so awesome to see that he's branching out into this stuff and i'm like that's so freaking that's amazing and and like collaboration is the one thing is is one of the things that he has done incredibly well and like he has collabed with like as many people as he can and i mean even if you look at like mobile gamer and arnold and arnold um they collab with each other they collab with other people it's it's not a you know one and done kind of thing get your name out there you know um some of my first collaboration videos were with like Xylo takedown like years ago before he even had a channel. Um, and now he has a channel and like, and now he's over a thousand, right? He's, he's able to monetize now, I believe. Yeah. He's in the one K club now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's so cool to see that he's, he's been able to go from like no channel to making money off it. And I think that's great. Right. I, and I think mm-hmm. I'll, I'll end with this because I could, I could really, I could talk more than your friend from Bethesda. Um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing when it comes to, when it comes to other people, be happy for them because there's no, I, this world's so full of like hate and, and anger. And if you, if you carry that around with you, it's, it'll destroy you. But, if you see someone's success, be happy for them and let them know. Be like, hey, man, that's awesome. You know, you've done great. I'm proud of you. You know, don't don't be condescending, of course. But, you know, no, that's I mean, that's that's a perfect way to put it, because it's all about supporting your fellow content creator. You will not. Indeed. You will not reach the top of the mountain alone. 
I guarantee that. Mm-mm. I absolutely Mm-mm. guarantee that. Thaddeus, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. You know, we'll, we're going to have you on more often. It's your you're one of our favorite guests and we will certainly, uh, you know, if you ever want us to collab with you, we'd be more than happy to come on. Uh, so I, th- I think that I might do that. If uh, I-, I would love to get, pick your brains about episode nine. Yeah. So, that's a poll. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I'm, I'm not a person whose brains you want to pick for the uh, you know uh, episode <laughs> seven eight or whatever's going to be in nine although you could, but, right. you could definitely collab with me on the mandalorian because that looks kick-ass and the trailer oh. was the bomb oh my gosh okay but so nev, this is what we'll do uh, hang on hang on nev i just want to point out all that right. that is also disney canon yeah, but that is I don't care. That's, that's 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 fan fiction the way it's supposed to be done. Um, you know, <laughs> hey, look, I, I may be very critical of Disney, but when they do something right, I am going to give the credit where the credit is due. And if they do a good job with the Mandalorian, I will praise them to high heaven for it. All right, Thaddeus, what you got I, for it? Okay, <laughs> so. After the Mandalorian, gentlemen, I would like to have you both come on my show and talk about what your thoughts were. First episode, episode one. First breakdown. episode review. Yes, definitely. 100% yes. on board for that. That would be awesome. All right. Sounds good. It is a date. And that, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you collaborate. Coming up after this break is the Escape Pod cast for kids and story time with the llama but after that is sean baptiste the influencer manager of bethesda softworks with a two-part interview that you certainly don't want to miss stay tuned you're listening to the escape pod cast the escape pod cast with paul anthony and neil andrew Ware. Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaius will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaius has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaius today on Discord at all lowercase Micaius number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at mods at gmail.com. Micaius Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. This is Red 5 from One Quarter Portion, and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast content creator special. Welcome back, Escape Padawans, to Storytime with the Llama and the Escape Pod cast for kids. In honor of Content Creator Week here in the Escape Pod, Paul asked me to share some advice on utilizing videos created for the game, as well as sharing some of my favorite content creators in the Swaga universe. When I started this game two years ago, I was like most other brand new players. 
bumbling around trying to collect my favorite Star Wars characters and putting them in squads without a care in the world in regards to how they work together. Then, I joined a guild and was introduced to an entire library of extremely helpful YouTube guides and tips on how to move forward with my account. Videos from creators like Warrior, Cubs Van Han, and Mick Mole fueled my growth and helped make my account what it is today. One great video I think should be on every early player's watch list is absolutely Warrior's Pillar System. It will help you get off to a great start in regards to farming characters. If mods have you stumped, stop by and check out my boy Biscuit Weasel's channel and his mod series. It is a great resource for all things mod related. Last but not least, if you're looking for some walkthrough videos on different legendary events, plus other fun content, look no further than CFH Network's very own Cubs Fan Han. His videos are in-depth, and he does an excellent job of explaining step-by-step step exactly what you need to do in order to get through the event. Now, there are so many awesome content creators for this game. However, the ones that are on my personal watch list are, number one, Going Nerdy. I love his speculation videos, they're fantastic. Number two, Urzatron is always extremely entertaining, especially during his live streams. Last, but certainly not least, I'm hooked on Neil's The Horde series. I've been watching every single day, and it's been very cool to see his progress. That's all for this week. Tune in next week for more story time with The Llama on the Escape Pod Cast for Kids. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Ghost Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content. And also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the Pod to sign up. Receiving incoming transmission. Receiving incoming transmission. Welcome into this week's edition of the Escape Podcast Incoming Transmission. And our guest this week is an influencer manager with Bethesda. His game credits include Karaoke Revolution and many of the Rock Band franchise games from his time with Harmonics. Many Bethesda games that we know and love to this day, including Doom 3, the Wolfenstein titles, and my personal favorite game uh, outside of this game, as you guys know, Fallout 76 and more. He created a game of his own called Let's Quip, which is a game that causes you to have to defend your position on why your take is better than your opponent's. And he has been an inspiration to me personally with his story of perseverance, determination to do something that he loves, and ev dealing with the everyday. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in a warm welcome to the escape pod my friend sean baptiste sean wow thank you for coming you. on the show 
Thank you for having me. Wow, that intro is incredible. I feel like I'm getting a lifetime achievement award or something. This is great. Oh, we we hey, like you know, we, like to, we we love blowing smoke up. Uh, uh, you know, we love blowing smoke up people's when we're uh, introducing them. It's because we get such awesome guests on. You know, people, lovely, That's wonderful great. people like to come on the show. And Paul is, you know, the master of the, uh, uh, the, the giving the accolades to our guests, without a doubt. It's really good. Like, I, yeah, that's that's I'm going to I'm going to sleep well on that one. I feel very accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you certainly are. And uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, we will certainly get into your uh, kind of your journey here in a little bit. Um, but, you know, so I introduced you as Bethesda's influencer manager for you know this is the content creator special we wanted to take a break from talking about the game itself because there's a lot of people that come in our server that are like hey i made this video about this game and can i share it and i'm like absolutely you know Mm -hmm. you listen to me share my you know my podcast about a game i'll absolutely let you do that and so we touch base with a lot of people that want to be content creators. So for, for people who are looking to be content creators and they're wondering what an influencer manager is, what, what do you do? Oh God, I wish I knew. No. um, So I've been doing this for a long time, like working with content creators. Um, Even when I was just doing more straight PR or doing straight marketing, I still worked a lot with influencers since probably 2011, um, as far as working with specifically video content creators, uh, Twitch and YouTube, mostly. Um, And so what I do is largely... Uh, I, I facilitate, you know, I, 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 I try to find people who I think would have a good time uh, with whatever games I'm working on at the time, who I think uh, might, will, will make content that won't bore me. Because um, there's a lot of people who just, you know, they'll just do the basic sort of stuff and they'll put it out there. And some of them are even very, very popular and that's fine. But uh, for me, I, I, the way I see Twitch, YouTube and all of these things is this really and mixer everything there's this it's such an interesting time like i've said this before uh in the past is if when i was a kid i could have been watching like mr rogers and i could have been like been like hi mr rogers and then he actually would have addressed me by name right away through the screen i would have thought that was the craziest thing that's ever happened and now that's just how entertainment is consumed Hmm that sort of live immediacy to it. And to me, that's the most exciting thing. Uh, I might even be more excited about that than even video games. Um, What content creators are making has changed everything. And it's such an exciting time to be part of it. So I largely work with them trying to um, facilitate them, get them our games, make sure, you know, they have everything they need to play our games, whatever information they need whenever possible and then just try to find people who are going to make the really, really good stuff that we can send our fans to um, and who I think our fans would really like and whose fans would actually enjoy our games. So it's, it's, it's a lot like PR um, in a lot of ways, but it's also a lot like more traditional marketing and it's very much like community and it kind of takes all these things that I've done um, and kind of merges them into one thing. But I wouldn't say any day that I have is like any day previous. <laughs> Every day is very different. So, uh, so every every day is a new challenge, then. Very, very much so. 
Very much so. In the extreme, oftentimes. So just just briefly then, um, how many content creators do you uh, converse with, have conversations with on a daily basis? Because if it's if it's Ooh. if it's a new challenge every day, uh, I, I imagine that you're, uh, you know, um, uh, interacting with multiple content creators on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, depending on what's going on at any given time, where we are with um, a title just coming out, like whether there's going to be promotions like right now, a lot of what I'm doing is setting up um, things for Doom Eternal for next year. Um, so it's a lot, a lot of things like that. Like, so if we have a title that's imminent, like coming along really, really soon, then a lot of work, at, working on launch plans, getting people capture sessions, that sort of thing, trying to just facilitate the launch. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other part of it, which is the more long-term relationships. There's some streamers that I've been working on with, like I said, since 2011, like since they were just starting out streaming and I was just starting out doing this, all of us like did the same thing. And I still work with them. Um, I would say, you know, there's several hundred that I have that I, you know, try to keep regular contact with. Um, nobody really daily, just because that's not ever what's really called for. Um, although there's certainly some who beyond just, um, beyond just working with them on content and stuff, I've become legitimate, like huge, like a huge fan of their content. Like yeah. that's what I watch when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I just find them so fascinating and that's, good. That's I just, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. <laughs> so you, 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 I'm just, I'm trying to imagine you sitting at home, you know, watching, you know, watching video on a tablet. Um, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously well, you deal with people on a daily basis. Well, that's the thing is like, I, it's more, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if everybody's like this, but you have the people that you watch and you just want to see them succeed you want to see them get better over time because you just love what they make and there are like you know there's some people who i watch some of them they don't even really do video games at all um or, or very rarely do video games and even then don't do video games i work on um and that's oh, the, the, the commentators um, more the commentators more than streamers or yeah, that I'm really watching them for the per personality. And the truth of the matter is, for me personally, and even sometimes occupationally, I'm I'm really there for the personality. Like um, I, I'm not looking for the person who's best at the video game um, or whatever like that. I uh, like I that doesn't matter that much to me. But if somebody has a personality and is really cool, like uh, as far as like big streamers go, I'm a huge fan of Shroud. Like, I love the way Shroud plays games. <laughs> I don't play any of those games. But as a person watching him, like, I can't. Like, I'm just terrible at it. But watching him, he has such, like, this personality. He just seems like this. He, you just like watching what he puts out. He's really interesting and laid back in this chill way. Things don't, like, turn into these big drama things. And it's really exciting watching yeah. him. Well, you know, so, um, well, you know, Mixer don't give out exclusivity deals to people that are, you know, awful at streaming, do they, really? Right. And I think that's, I mean, and I do, I think that's a great pickup for them. Um, and very well deserved for him, too. He's, he, he does really, really good. And then, you know, there's like, uh, like on, on Twitch, I also, there's people who are a lot smaller who, um, who I just I, I, I just think are absolutely incredible. Um, so uh, yeah, there's there like a, a lot of the people I watch are actually smaller. They're not huge huge people, um, and I've been very very lucky lucky to get a chance to watch a lot of them grow. Um, 
and changes artists. Which that, that's is, kind of funny that you put it that way that they're artists because it truly is a person. Content creation truly is a personality based medium just like your music artists just like your actors mm-hmm. and things like that so i mean that's that thank you for saying it that way that's uh, that that's a perfect way to do it go ahead well yeah no i'm just saying like yeah that, that i mean that that's what it is like this is an emerging artistic medium i mean it's an informational medium it's an entertainment medium but it's artistic like there's there's a level to it that even if you're just sitting in front of your com- computer and doing commentary the way you're lighting it the way you present yourself everything about that that's still an art and um and technique and i have so much respect for these guys too and for these kids Largely, a lot of them are, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, um, into their, you know, into their 30s, but a lot of them are younger, have already started a company, have already started, like, put, like, putting themselves out there, have created a brand, have an identity. Well, I'm like, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. (laughs) Like, when I was, when I was, you know, when I was, you know, in the late 90s, I was, you know, working in a video store and hoping for the best. Um, And seeing these kids, like, build entire, like, like huge cottage industries is just it's really cool that's a lot of work i just envision you i just envision you like randall from clerks sitting in the video store very much so (laughs) very much so (laughs) so um you know i'm gonna steal a little bit of neil's thunder he did write this question but this was a question that i wanted to ask Mm -hmm. and you kind of segued perfectly into it here um you know you, you mentioned you've got Shroud and, and, and you've got Ninja. You've got all these big, big names, but you like to look for the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Now, it, for people that put themselves out there, because, you know, for, for our listeners, every single one of us that creates content puts ourselves out there. Our lives become become you become part of our lives and and we become part of your lives and and we love that but what are some what are the things that really catch your eye that that that's not the technical aspect of it what qualities of a of a content creator do you look for when you say hey this guy could probably talk about you know this this guy could talk about this latest uh, game coming out, and I think he'd be a great fit. And then you're of course going to throw that to a community manager. Yeah, I mean, part of that is it's it's uh, part of it is data, um, and I won't lie. Like you know, there's all sorts of data tracking stuff that I look at to see, you know, looking at a streamer. Let's let's use Twitch specifically for this example. Looking at a Twitch streamer and being like, well, what sh- what games have they played that have uh, that the audience has really showed up for are those games that are in the same sort of uh, genre or idea of what what uh, what I'm representing at the time, and then try to find that. But uh, and I've said this this before too is like data doesn't mean anything unless you're willing to put in the elbow grease. And the elbow grease for what I do is watching the streams, interacting with the streams. Um, my things that I most look forward to. I look for streamers or influencers who have built really cool communities, um, who've really, you know, been streaming long enough that they've created a community that even if they didn't show up for that stream, the community would show up to chat with each other. Um, 
And you, <laughs> people who who stream really need to think about that because they are. You have to think like a community manager. You are building a community, and you're building the community that shows up every day. And what I look for is, yeah, I want that cool community, that, that community that feels like they can have a conversation. You want to converse with them. Everybody's showing up and playing their part and having fun. Um, that's the absolute biggest thing. Uh, beyond that, can I, can I really quick yeah, just give a plug to every single one of our Padawans, as we call them, there we go. that that come and talk to us in the Escape Podcast server? I mean, that there's there some of our, some of them are Patreons. We have our listener lounge. You know, you guys make the week worth it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just uh, th- this is my shout out to them basically telling them that you guys are actually doing exactly what, uh, you know, what's needed to create a community. I I tell people all the time and Neil can back me up on this. This game would not be where it is without the community that it has. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. For sure. For for, for sure. Without, without, without the, uh, without the Star Wars IP fan base and the community around this game, yeah, th- th- this game would have gone the way of the Dodo yeah. years ago. No, I mean, it, it's... So it's, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, it, it really is. I've, I've said this to, to streamers I worked with. I was like, the value is really the... Um, is really 100%. It, it is your audience. Like, your audience is showing up because of you and because of the way you present, but they are the value. You know, that's, that's what I'm looking for is your audience and you like everything, but like, that is such a huge part of it. And the people who think about that and they really bring, I, I'm trying to think of like, so people who I work with who, you know, like it's for bringing really good communities and, um, on, on, on Twitch, there's a team that I love working with, uh, called Crystalium. Um, so there's like Don Whisper, uh, Nega Oryx, uh, who you might remember from like uh, earlier this year who had been playing the last of us and the rabbit getting shot with the arrow. And then she was like, Oh my God. Um, (laughs) these are people who have like, she has like both, like everybody at Crystalium, they have these incredible, incredible, they've created this incredible community of people who care about them, who care about what they're doing, who care about the conversations and all of that. And if you watch us, you're like, just, I just want to hang out here forever. Like, I just want to, I just want to live in this chat because everybody is so cool. And this is so much fun. Um, one other streamer who I love working with, who I think everybody should follow because he's probably the most entertaining person on Twitch, in my opinion, one of them, um, certainly. Uh, the Spud Hunter. Uh, he's an Australian streamer. Streams in a mask. Has an underground base. Uh, it's the most amazing thing. I like his stream constantly, and also like I'm so happy. I'm so lucky. I get a chance to talk to him on a regular basis because he's just a really inventive, thoughtful, interesting person um, who's making this incredible content and always trying to get better. And that is the thing that I'm always like, all right, I found, I found somebody. It doesn't matter if you have five followers. If I go into there and I watch a whole bunch of your streams over a period of time and I can see every single stream you getting better at something and, or at least always experimenting, trying to make things better and better and better and better. 
that means you're a professional. That means you're a creative. That means you're somebody who cares about this, who's passionate about this. And it isn't about the fans or the fame or anything like that. It's about putting something in the world that you respect and care about. If you do that, you're family to me, as far as I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> I will work now, you I, I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, I, I do have to say that I cannot confirm or deny that our former Australian co-host Scotty McLaren is or is not the Spud Hunter. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> Sounds right. We, we do have a lot of Australian audience. I'll tell you that right now. The whole ANZGC uh, clan, uh, alliance um, is pretty much in our server as well, and they're. Uh, they're, they're a wonderful group. So, There's, you know, wor- worldwide reach helps. Yeah. And I will say, like, uh, Australia, for some reason, pound for pound, they have some of the most incredible, inventive, interesting streamers um, in the world. Don't have necessarily the hugest audiences all around, but there are so many people down, like in Australia who are doing this incredible work and really laying the foundation for what this medium can continue to be. Um, it, I'm always excited finding a new Australian streamer. Um, always. <laughs> well, you know, well, Harpoons and Beer. He, he's uh, uh, is the name of his channel. His his name is Heinze. Um, he's uh, he just covers uh, Swaga right now. Um, but uh, man, he's up and coming. I'll tell you that right there. All right. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm I'm always looking for uh, I'm always looking for fellow content creators from Australia so that I can give them grief about cricket and rugby. <laughs> oh, y'all, of course you are. So Nev Nev is our English contingent. You know, when when I lost the Australian accent, I had to go get an English accent. <laughs> That's the important part. And if you know any, if oh, if you know anything, Sean, about England and Australia, we have a uh, famous rivalry. Yeah. Um, it's a friendly rivalry, but yeah, the banter. Um, and the uh, and the shimping and the sledging that goes on between our two nations is quite quite legendary. And I pointed out that we recently thrashed them in the Rugby World Cup, and they all wow. went quiet. Um, although saying that it had the uh, had the uh, the shooting on the other foot, they'd have been sledging me, and I'd probably be the one quiet <laughs> in the corner. So uh, yes, straight the uh, Australians know how to banter so i i can quite easily imagine there being a lot of very very enthusiastic and vocal australian content creators out there i know a couple myself i know heinze i know Torna, and obviously we've got our beloved um ghost of scotty <laughs> ghost of scotty mcclair now um so so let's let's look um here at let's pretend that we have somebody that you've been working with for a long long time mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, something negative happens in the community, something negative happens in the game, or whatnot. Neil, I'm going to throw it over to you for your second question. Yes. Uh, so, Sean, uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, uh, Paul has set up the premise there. So, how does a content creator produce? you know, constructively critical content and feedback on a game when it's going bad without coming across, uh, you know, being described like a hater or or annoying to the devs and the producers because, you know, they have legitimate concerns with a game and they want to provide 
feedback and constructive criticism to the community that you kind of hope and keep your fingers crossed that it'll get back to the game makers so that they can be like, yeah, okay, we're, we're hearing you. Um, we, we, we hear what you're saying, but you, you know, one person over here has just gone, oh, that's crap, it's awful, it's awful, and it's been unconstructive. And then there's a person over here that wants to be mm -hmm. critical, but they want to do it in, in such a constructive way that, you know, with logic and with reason and, you know, with objective arguing, what, what would a content creator need to do for you to then perk up and listen? It's like, oh, hang on a minute. This guy over here, he, he's got some, he has voiced and he has um, created in his content some very legitimate concerns, both from him and his community. We need to listen to this guy. What yes. does a person um, need to do? And I'm going to add in without getting blackballed. Right. Yes. Um, so that's a, that's a really good question because I deal with this a lot. Um, I think everybody in this field does. Um, and I think there's this general conceit that we don't like, if somebody ever talks crap about us or whatever like that, we're immediately shutting them up and that nothing could be further from the truth. Um, you know, certainly there's going to be, there's always no matter, you know, no matter where you work, like if, Making a video game, because I can, I can also say I've been on the development side of this of video games as well. <laughs> right. When you, when you make a video game, it is, it is your baby. Even if the game is terrible, you worked so hard for so long and gave up so much of your life and so much of your family, friends, everything. Like, people don't go into video games to make tons of money. Nobody does that. That's never the reasoning. Everybody gets in it because they want to create something. They want to put something into the world. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. And nothing has ever been put out that's perfect. That's literally not possible, especially with the complexity of today's games. Just not a possible thing. Can, can I soundbite so, that for the future? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just not like it's, it's a thing. There's always like... Making video games is very much an organic process, right? Like that, like it's an ongoing thing. Even when a game's released, there's patches. There's generally content that comes later, et cetera, et cetera. It's this constant thing, and it's something that you've given so much of your life to. It's not like you just went to work um, for eight hours and then came home and forgot about it. You never forget about it. This is a thing you're creating. It's art you're creating with hundreds of other people. Um, so people are going to take it personal. There's no getting around that. But my job isn't to take it personal. Um, so for me, the way I look at things is, all right, are they talking about like a legitimate problem? All right. Are they talking about it from their experience as a player and how that affects their player? Because some people... I think try to give like try to give feedback on a game as if they were designing it, um, whether or not they actually have any design experience uh, or you know technical experience. And sometimes it's just like, oh, anytime I see anybody write the word "lazy devs," all I want is <laughs> like anything about any about games I have nothing to do with, whatever, anything. All I want to do is just jump through the internet and slap that person. Um, <laughs> it's like nothing could be further from the truth like everybody is trying their best nobody goes out of their way to try to make a bad game it's just not a thing that happens um so i think for me it's if people are giving constructive and respectful feedback um 
that about that. I like, I mean, me, everybody I know that gets compiled and that gets sent along. Like people, sometimes you like a game, something, a game, something will happen in a game and people will be furious and they'll be blah, blah, blah. But eventually that just becomes signal. It's really angry feedback is really easy to ignore a lot of the time because it gets so emotional that it stops having anything factual or detail oriented in it. So there's nothing actionable, right? It's just, I hate you. You're stupid. And then you're like, uh, okay, I don't know what to do with that. I have literally no idea what to do with that. <laughs> so, so it's, so it's more about separating the emotional arguments with the rational and logical yeah. arguments. So if someone's just kind of like ranting and, Oh my God, for God's sakes, you know, I did this and you know, I did everything that you told me to do. And I did this in the game and I did that in the game and it still screwed me over. And it's yeah. like, oh! so the red mist descends and they're thinking with their heart, you know, they've got their heart on their sleeve and they're thinking with their heart and they're not thinking that their correct. head. So you prefer it, you know, so you'll look for your, so you're looking for people to kind of, you know, wait for the red mist to clear, you know, have a, you know, have a clear head and then go, right. So as a result of me doing X, why happened and why shouldn't really happen? So is there something that you can do about why happening? And a lot of X's have happened within the community and why has been, so that's what you're, you're looking for the more level head. You're looking for people to, people to criticize with their head. Yeah. Not their I heart. mean, I guess what I would say is like, think of whatever you do for a job, if somebody just comes in and just starts screaming at you, as opposed to somebody coming in and being like, I had a problem with my order, like this sort of thing, or like, you know, um, calmly gives you like what's happening, what the issue is, how it affects them, um, and breaks it down. That is so much more, it's so much easier to deal with that. It's so much more actionable. Whereas if somebody is just sort of screaming about something, you're, it, you're, it already takes so much time to even find out what, they're actually talking about where it's just broken down. And it's just like, you know, this is the, this change, um, to this character class, uh, may I play that character class. And I feel like this is unfair because, and for the following reasons, that's actionable. Like that's good. That's good feedback. That's something that somebody cares. That's something that developers can act on and care about. Um, that doesn't feel like a, like just being attacked. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's just better information. Giving clearer, cleaner information is always preferable. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's something that, something that's actually happened to me, uh, uh, several, several weeks ago, uh, some members of the community came to me and they said, look, you know, this, this, this part of the game, this aspect of the game isn't functioning correctly. I'm joining this tournament. And then when the tournament begins, I've not been placed in a group. Uh, you know, could you, could you raise, some concerns could you do some content and you know raise these concerns to cg so i was like yeah you know half a dozen dozen people had come to me with this problem so i made a video when you know there are people that are complaining uh, you know this is the issue that they've got they've joined the tournaments they've spent money and time and effort preparing all of their characters in preparation for this tournament and then all of a sudden it starts and they're no longer in it. And, yeah. you know, I, I made a video, I produced it. I, I wasn't, you know, it, it hadn't affected me. The funny thing was the very next tournament, the exact thing that I reported on in that content then happened to me. So I spent time <laughs> and effort preparing my characters for the next tournament, which, you know, goes over a period of a week. And what happened? 
I wasn't included in the tournament. So I posted, oh. so the video, I then posted the, the content that I made onto the servers and it found its way onto the dev tracker. I, I found, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm looking at the developer, you know, the dev tracker, following all of the various different issues that people raise. And there it was. And I put it down to the fact that, you know, I'd done, you know, a short, sweet, eight to 10 minute video. I'd been calm. I'd said, you know, these community members have got in touch with me. This is the issue. This is the, you know, these are the concerns that they've raised and oh by the way it also happened to me and as a direct result you know that video and that content and that issue found its way onto the dev trackers and um, uh, to be honest with you it's not something that anybody's come back to me with um, as, as a problem any further so uh, yeah I can I can kind of see where you're coming from regarding being you know cool calm and collected with regards to the criticism and you know yeah. you guys you guys kind of uh, uh, you know taking note because i'm only a small to medium content creator you know i've only got like 350 subscribers so you know i get you know top end 100 people watching bottom end 30 people watching so it's it's good to know that that you will listen to us if we are constructive in our criticism Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's perfect. So when I was at, uh, when I was at harmonics back in the day on rock band, I mean, people would come like, I, I, I used to, I, I was about to say joke with my wife, but I wasn't exactly joking. Cause I would get so like we would every week we'd put out DLC announcements about what was coming mm -hmm. the following week. And that was largely my job. And, uh, so, and I would immediately get death threats, like lots of them, uh, because we weren't, it wasn't rush or whatever, like <laughs> one of those things. And people would start writing these customer service emails to us about like how we were horrible and how dare we not pick their favorite band, but pick a different band. And I understand it. I get it. I'm a huge music fan, like to a point where it's annoying to the people around me. Um, like I absolutely get it. But we would people would write in these service, customer service mail, uh, emails, and I would have the the rule I had with our community team, the people who worked with me and worked for me, was that we answer every one of those emails. And if it was just a long litany, we'd be like, well, maybe you could have put that a little bit better, but uh, we're here. What you do? We're putting it down, and then almost every time where you just get those all capitalized letters, mostly swears, calling you all sorts of names, then you just respond with like. I understand what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but uh, you know, maybe you could, we, I am an actual person, but, you know, I'll still pass along this thing. Almost every single time the person who wrote in would be like, oh, God, I didn't think anybody would actually read this. <laughs> and, and I get it. Like, I get it. You're just trying to blow off steam. But if you are trying to blow off steam, it's probably not best to blow off steam in that way to the person um, that you'd like to... Um, you know, give constructive feedback to, because again, it's not actionable. Like just screaming is not actionable. And, and, and if I, if, if I'm following your, your lead here, you don't want to blow off steam in all caps, if you will, um, mm -hmm. to somebody that you want to create content for. Definitely not. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a, if you, and especially like, and I understand like there's even people who, uh, who I walk watch who I work with who you know or like streamers who are and channel creators who I work with who get disappointed sometimes get pretty salty and I don't actually have a problem with that as long as it doesn't get personal 
Um, I think, I mean, certainly with like YouTube and stuff, uh, this has been pretty much on the record is, you know, the, the, the saltier you get, the more intense, whatever the, generally the higher viewership, because people just want to see this outrageous stuff like that. But I, I really think there's a lifespan on that, um, uh, of the, the just doing negative and just, just crapping on everything. I, I, I think there, I really hope that there is more room for actual commentary and that sort of calm headed, um, <laughs> thinking and analyzing. At this point in the interview, we realized that we had already been talking to Sean for 30 minutes. So we cut the mic and asked him if he could stick around for another 30 minutes. He said, yes. And the rest of our interview will be right after this on the Escape Pod cast. The Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaius will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaius has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaius today on Discord at all lowercase Micaius number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at mods at gmail.com. Micaius Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Hey there, Escape Podawans. Everyone's favorite llama here to remind you that the Escape Pod cast is on social media. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So give us a like, give us a follow, and stay up to date on all things in-game and in the Escape Pod. Our account links are down in the description or on our Discord server in the show links channel. See you on the net! This is the Jawa Mixmaster Specialist, Run DMV from Yavin 4, and you are listening to the Escape Pod cast content creator special. Utini. Welcome back from the break on this edition of the Escape Pod cast. And as we come back, Neil had a question about critical content creators. Um, I was just going to follow up with what you said there about the commentators. Um, uh, like, for example, I, I follow and watch several commentators on YouTube, and I prefer the guys. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I prefer watching the guys that are more balanced. So it's not so much that they just do negative. It's that they do negative and they do positive. And I appreciate watching someone that even if they don't like the, uh, the game producers, they'll give credit where credit is due. So you've got the, I mean, one of my favorites is Yong Ye. Um, I I like watching him. He is both critical and he is both positive. So, you know, off the top of my head, he's been positive about games like Death Stranding. He's been positive about games like um, uh, the the guys in Poland that are doing the one with uh, Keanu Reeves. uh, The the, the name of the game fails to reach me. So I'm, 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 because I don't really play those games, I'm not one of those AAA game players. I like my my old school... (laughs) 
<laughs> I like my Minecraft and I like my Halo. Yeah. But I, I, I like to listen to and I like to keep up to date. It's like current events. Okay. Yeah. I like to keep up to I like to keep up to date with, you know, what's coming, what's new, what's the next big thing, what's the next Fortnite, what's the next anthem, what's the next um, you know, what's the next Fallout seventy six, what's the next uh, you know, Death Stranding, what's the next uh, what's the next big thing coming along? Because there's all I'm always thinking in the back of my mind I'd like to move on, you know, maybe later on down the line. I, I keep saying to myself, I, I definitely want to play uh, uh, the um, Jedi Fallen Order game when that comes oh, out absolutely. because I'm a Star Wars because I'm a Star Wars fan. So, you know, I'm out there constantly looking online to all of the content creators I'm subscribed for, looking for little snippets of news. Yeah. So do you tend to go for the – do you tend to give those little snippets of news to those commentators that are, you know, performing reviews and they're providing like punditry and commentary that are more balanced um is, is that what you're looking for someone who is more balanced yeah i mean if people have gone just basically full negative which there's plenty of them um I'm not going to give a list, but I absolutely could. <laughs> that would go on for days. <laughs> you know, let, let's not just in case this crosses oh, no. over. Oh no, I would, and I and I wouldn't because I also I like like a lot of the, a lot of people have. I hope that they do eventually get back to doing stuff that's more balanced. I've said this to streamers all the time. I was like, I don't mind if you're salty, just don't make it personal. Like if it's not personal, I, we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem at all. Um, if you're not like stretching to make something negative because you'll get it more views, uh, we don't have a problem. Um, not at all. Like, um, you know, I know everything is not for everybody and some people are going to like things more than others. I'm an adult. I can handle that. Um, and if you can too, I think we're totally fine. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I'll send it out to people who could be critical about things and, um, Certainly, without a doubt. Um, I try to find the people who I think will enjoy things the most and make the most interesting content out of it. But um, and then what's the Dolly Parton line? Um, Everybody wants happiness. Nobody wants pain. But you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, kind of that's that's. I mean, that's content creation as well. Is like if you're positive all the time. Um, you know, that, that's one thing. And I think there's some people who have pulled it off to an extent, but that's largely due to their personality because I don't think there's anything dishonest about it. But I think, you know, everybody likes things and doesn't like things and then likes things for reasons and doesn't like things for reasons. And the good content creators know how to express that um, in good, healthy, constructive, interesting ways. So kind of like keep the, keep, keeping the, keep the saltiness abstract not visceral yeah as long as I mean, know, keep, oh, keep it keep it abstract as you know and not on a you know not on a visceral personal level so if you're going to be salty it's like my god this you, you've done you've you've smitten me for the last time ea not you smitten me for the last time the individual developer that did you know say so kind of keeping it abstract yeah the more abstract i think i think in a lot of ways and uh like i think we had like there's this one very very good uh uh Twitch streamer who I enjoy, who's uh, uh, played some of our games before, and who I like, and he'll get really salty about certain cards in the game and that sort of thing. But it's all done in a very partially tongue in cheek and partially interesting. It's part of, part of his thing, and as often as he'll get salty at the game, he'll get salty at himself for not doing well at the game, um, but in a really <laughs> funny, interesting way. 
And that again, that's balanced, right? Like he's he's ten, gonna tend towards the salty, but he'll spread it around a little bit. And again, never makes it personal, which is such a huge. That's a such a huge point. Like it's like, like if you know, it's a say. Let's turn it into working at a fast food restaurant. Like somebody comes in, is like this burger is cold. Um, can you? Can I get a different burger? I'm really sorry about that. Or you know, like, or this burger is cold. And then you like, you work behind the desk. You're like, yeah. I mean, I'm really sorry about that. Let me get you. We'll get you another burger. Where if somebody just comes in, it's like, my burger's cold. You're the worst person ever. And they're just screaming at you. You're like, oh yeah. There's gonna be spit in this. actually going to be but what i'm saying is like your drive to actually help at that point you're just like wow this is just like i have no i had nothing to do with this other than ringing up the you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. i think there's really you you know there's a there's a separation there is and how things are presented and how personal it is um really very much plays into it with with the you know we're this is our 30 what what is this 37th episode neil um, and, and yeah we we've we've had so many we've had so many subscribers you know we're, we've the the numbers on our on our youtube channel combined with the amount of people that uh podcast the show just it's it's staggering to me and a, a lot of them have said in the past um I, I love the fact that you're positive, but you're not afraid to go on a rant. And there used to be um, a weekly rant, Sean. There used to be a weekly <laughs> rant on this show. And, um, you know, there has also been times when I've been upset the entire time. You know, yeah. change in a game, especially with a rebalance, a rework, um, and things like that, is not going to be taken happy by everyone and there is the and this is this is what i want to kind of get to there is the vocal minority that tries to drown out the silent majority a lot of the time oh without a doubt yeah that's um that's a big one and while that is the vocal the vocal minority can start affecting the silent majority because all they're hearing is somebody saying this game is broken. This game is becoming uh, asinine in the way that they're doing things. Um, so, if you know, as a as a game player yourself, mm-hmm. what what would you do, or what do you do when you see? A community heading in that direction what would your advice be a to the community b to the content creator and let's play a little bit of hardball here sean to your own company it's well so um i guess i would use for one thing for i'm going to use uh like the, what i used to say when i was at, uh, at harmonics back in the day is that i looked at myself and the rest of the community team Um, I said that, um, we are like, um, ombudsman 
um, for for newspapers. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily a job that exists at most newspapers anymore. Uh, but it, was, it was it was the fact checker, right? So you represent the newspaper to the people, but you also rep- represent the people back to the newspaper. Um, you kind of exist in this middle point, and your job is largely to translate. In some ways, uh, like or I saw as our job as the community team was to communicate in the clearest possible way what the developers were going for to the community and to take what the community was saying and distill it down into something that was meaningful to and actionable to the developers. Um, that was the biggest thing ever. And you can see this, you, you could definitely see, and, and, and I think probably every company at this point does sentiment reports, um, and all of those sorts of things. But I would say that everybody just needs to try to remember. And I, and I, and I don't just mean this because it makes everybody's day easier and makes it so that when you go home, you're like, okay with things. Um, it's not just that. I just also think it's the best way to get actual real results in this world is if everybody treats each other like they're other people and they might be other people that they disagree with, but they're still other people. Um, and if we can have normal conversations as people talking to people, um, we're going to do a lot better there. Um, and, and, and what comes out of it from the content creators, from the community, from the developers across everything, it's going to make more sense. Um, that's, that's, it, it, that's just what they, because nobody, no developer is out there being like, ha ha ha, this is going to piss everybody off. Uh, that, no, I can't. I mean, if they do, that's, Probably no, no, no. I mean, a developer. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a developer is going to think like that. Yeah. But obviously, developers have bosses, oh, so sure, the yeah. developer might not be thinking like that. But the developers' bosses might might be thinking, "Well, we're going to do this," and then you know that's when that vocal minority comes in mm-hmm. and starts kicking the developers in the teeth. Yep. And and it should be, well, hang on a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. What you dislike, you have valid reasons for disliking, but you're you're kind of you're you're aiming your anger at the wrong people. You know the developers; they just made the game. You know they have bosses. You know if you don't like something that's happened, then you know direct your uh, you know your constructive criticism, whether it be vitriolic or abstract. At least aim it in the right direction. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, and. That there's certainly there's certainly some truth to that, and I think uh, it's 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 so hard because it's so it's also sometimes where I wonder is like I know what it's like even personally to really really be involved in something and really 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 care about it as a fan, really really care about it, and then for it to not necessarily serve me anymore and kind of go in a different direction and how of hurt and rejected you can feel about that. Um, but sometimes I think people need to weigh how much this matters in the overall aspect of their life or whether it's time to move on to some other things. Because um, I've seen that too, where people get really, really irrationally angry at a game. And it might even be vaguely about a real thing, but you're like, this is very, very angry. And then sometimes it's just they're going through some stuff. I try to be really, you know, respectful of that too but yeah it's it's 
God, it's so hard. This whole this whole industry is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, we we uh, Paul and I went through a similar thing last week. We both both went off on one during the the recording segments of the show um, at because uh, uh, obviously we do we, we do content about Star Wars, Galaxy of Heroes, and they're produced by CG. So we both went off on CG's lack of communication with the community uh more more you know for, for, from a you know from a more personalized point of view they, they, they do their q a's and they do their 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 other forum posting stuff but we were like you know could, could you talk to us for a bit you know yeah. you're doing this stuff can you come and talk to us no sooner have we done that but a, a, a show some fellow content creators the uh, the galactic war report actually had an interview with one of the you know one of the one of the top guys one of the main guys at cg and it was a you know an open and frank discussion and we were like oh wow okay brilliant so even though we'd had a rant it was like they, they preemptively heard it you know they, they looked in their crystal ball went yeah paul and nev aren't happy we need to interview somebody in the you know right. we need to do an interview with somebody <laughs> in the community uh, uh you know and answer some tough questions so yeah. uh, yes and I think, and I, and I think that's important. I think it's important for developers to do that as well. Like, I think that's, I think that's, yeah, I think that, that, that to address things head on whenever possible. And I'll be honest, like, you know, working at lots and lots of places over lots of times from small, tiny companies to really, really big ones, the more like, how do I put this? You know, when I worked at an indie company and there were seven of us, we could respond to everything immediately. Right. Cause there was like, seven stakeholders and they were all in the same room. Um, and we're an indie company. We can kind of do whatever we want. That's whatever the larger kind of a company gets. And the more people who are involved in an intellectual property in a brand, etc., the longer responses are going to take because there's a lot of people who have a lot um, occupationally, monetarily, etc., invested in that brand, and they lots, do, of, lots of fingers in the pie, right? And they need to have a say, right? Like you can't just they, you can't just have be like, well, I've decided to say whatever I'm gonna because like there's a lot of there, there's there's it, it, it's a bigger organization, right? It's not just seven people sitting in a room. Um, there's some generally it's global. It takes time. And to really craft something that also works internationally, et cetera, these are things that take time, require a great amount of care to do correctly so that, you know, what's being said is clear and understood um, and, 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 you know, is approved of by the, you know, the right, by enough people, by the people who are stakeholders in this and do have ownership over different parts of it. And, you know, I, I can understand why a lot of people get really, really frustrated with that. It can be really, really frustrating. Nevertheless, it's also understandable. Like if, if you know, if you had ownership over something and then somebody was just like, ah, I'm going to do whatever, um, you probably wouldn't be that happy with it either. So <laughs> it's, it's, you know, okay, it's just part so, of the process. So, um, you know, let's... I, I, I know we're not going to be talking about the games that you that you uh that you represent um but um but let's say that there is this game breaking game breaking glitch um you know <laughs> all, all of a sudden all of a sudden people start uh let's just say duplicating bobby pins in fallout 76 okay we'll just use bobby pins for an example 
and these bobby pins become of of all of a sudden very very ex, you know um what's the word i'm looking for here they become very valuable okay. how how are you how, how long does it take you from the point of you being notified that these bobby pins are are causing all this mayhem in a game to to taking the servers down and removing the bobby pins from inventories and things like that oh no i i, I, I didn't understand what you were t- talking about but i can i can i get what you're talking about then <laughs> so uh, are you talking do, do you mean like from the perspective of the server so that issue just reared its head and a content creator produces content on it how quickly do you you know action the issue raised by that you know that pin thing uh, how quickly does it get action uh that, i mean that that's Almost an unanswerable answer. Um, and it'll feel like I'm dodging it. I swear to God, I'm not. What it is is, you know, depending on the game, depending on the engine, depending on the pipeline, depending on the severity of the problem, depending on how much the problem relates to core things in that engine that uh, could take for it. Like, uh, for instance, um, like, uh, you know, any game... Uh, done with a particular engine, say, let's say it's the Unreal Engine, um, just as a just as a point of reference, um, and be like, and, well, and we're not doing... saying this is seventy six. We're this is no, this no, no, is no, just no, hypothetical, no, no. <laughs> right? I'm just talking about hypothetical things here. But let's just say you have like a game that's made in a particular engine, and for the thing I'm going to say, the let's just say it's the Unreal Engine because that's such a huge engine that a lot of people use. There are even core issues to that engine. Every engine is going to have core issues to it because every engine is a series of compromises to get uh, what you're going for. And you try to go for compromises that are more to the strengths of what you're trying to make, et cetera. But there's always going to be certain things. And some bugs that might come out that might look like super easy to fix bugs are actually crazy to, like, crazy like where you'd be like well why is it every time i talk to this character they say what they're saying twice well it's like well because there's this actual issue when certain things are done it triggers this thing and then there's and to fix that bug that could actually take two or three years of just like getting into how we designed the entire sound bank so as far as actual it really it really changes every game is different every bug is different um and uh I know from like personal thing. If I see that happen, I mean, you know, or if I see if that's reported or whatever, uh, say to me, if like one of my streamers is uh, has an issue with like, oh, Quake Champions, like something happened, like what about this this bug? You know, I write it up, get as much information as I can from that person, and then I send that directly along to the dev team. And um, you know, I'm not on the dev team. I can't like jump into the engine and start uh, digging around at it myself. But you know everybody is working their butts off to try to make everything as good as possible um, all the time. So, but yeah, like from the, from but the, Sean, the yeah, but, but Sean, I, I mean, how, why would it take two to three years to go through that? Uh, you know, says, says the community. <laughs> have you ever seen some, have you ever seen a code base where people didn't leave comments inside of it while they were programming it? I have. <laughs> I've seen some. I have seen some pretty long. I have seen some pretty long scripts before. So it, so it does. So it does depend on the script, the length of the script, and the amount of code in the script, and I mean, finding and, and, the code in the script that's causing the bug. 
Yeah, I mean, and even that, it can it can go beyond that. It could be like, okay, so let's say it's not about games. Let's move to houses, right? Um, we all like living in houses. Houses are great. Um, uh, but like, you'd be like, well, why can't I fix the foundation? Like, I have, I don't like. Why do I have to fix the entire foundation to my house? I just have one brick. That's a problem. And you're like, well that brick is actually a load bearing brick with, you know, a bunch of other bricks that touch it. And you wouldn't even necessarily think that, but if we pull that brick out, the whole house is going to collapse on top of it. And we really need to do like all this other stuff, like strengthen the house from other things so we can move it to, you know what I mean? So. No, I get, I get, I do, I get the analogy. So, so, so uh, yeah. if somebody, some, so someone's playing the game, they're creating their content, they come across a bug, the content creator reports it to you. You go and look at it and you're like, yeah, okay. The, uh, the foundational script and code that this bug is in is 2,000 pages long. Right. And it's going to take us X amount of weeks to pour over the code in these pages of script in order to find where the line of code is that's causing the bug. That's correct. Right. Um, so like, yeah, like I, uh, or, or even it might even be this known issue, right? Like I'm going to use let's quip um, the game that, cause then I'm, I'm just talking about a game. I myself worked on made. It was there my design. <laughs> I worked on it my partner. Um, I, but like, just to give like a, cause this, I can actually, cause you know, if for any of the games where I work, if anybody will report something, nobody's letting me into that code base. That's not happening. And honestly, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Um, and it's probably the best for anybody. I'm a terrible programmer. Um, I can barely, I'm, yeah, I'm just terrible at it. So, but like for our game, you know, there was little stuff. It was like, well, why can't this happen? It was like, well, for that to happen, and this was just a very simple mobile title where each two players would go into a match, each would be given a random word from a bank of like 2,000 words, and then each people had to write jokes about why their word was better than the other person's word using a bunch of things, and then it would go out to other players who would then have to vote on it to get enough energy to play in their own matches. Very simple loop. Very simple. It's all, there's not even a whole lot of like game mechanics in there because a lot, so much of it is um, the way things are scored is by other players. Other players are the judges. But there was like little things that like, it was like, well, why is this, this, this isn't kerning right? Or this thing is like, well, yeah, it's because that's the font. And if we change the font, that's going to be weeks of work to go through and rechange everything about every single layout because suddenly this font is an extra pixel wide. Um, it's like it, little things can actually be these huge problems simply due to the overall wild complexity of how video games are made. Nothing is simple. Um, nothing in nothing in video games is simple and can take a long, long time simply because of that complexity. Um, and I, I you know, Except it, it's for Pong. very easy to forget that. What's that? Except for Pong. Pong was Pong. simple. It was. It was. Yeah. But still, probably, like, do you remember, can you imagine how many decks of punch cards were required to program Pong in the first place, like the first version in the 50s? Like, that's still, like, you're still doing, like, somebody who's normally, like, an astrophysicist programmer 
spending two weeks building a ping pong simulator. Like, and that's like a super genius making a very, very simple game, um, which I would never claim to be a super genius. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It's always going to be, it's the, the high technical aspect of it and all the little things. Anybody who goes in programs a little bit is going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's uh, yep. This is all way more complicated than you'd ever think it is. Would you like to play well, a game? <laughs> yeah, right. Global thermal nuclear, nuclear war, war, please. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I, I, I bought mean, a t-shirt for my wife about about that like twenty years ago. I bought a white t-shirt uh, for now my wife uh, uh, that was just said, "Would you like to play a global thermonuclear war?" And it had like the little icons from the from the movie from war games. Now I'm That's awesome. My age, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, well, I'll, I'll tell you this: you probably bought the shirt back when when it was re-released back when I was working for Get Ready Funko Land. Oh, I remember Funko Land. I used to go to Funko yeah. Land all the time. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Uh, you know, Sean, we, we said we were going to do 30 minutes. We're, we're coming up on an hour here. Yeah. I, I may have split this into two different segments. I'm not sure yet, but the one thing yeah. that I do want to make sure happens, um, tell people about Let's Quip. Is it still available, and how can they find it? They can't. Um, this uh-huh. is a game that no longer exists. Uh, worked on it with my partner at Firehose Games, Sherith Bott, for a couple of years uh, when I was at Firehose Games. Uh, it uh, we we the entire time we were working on it, basically from the moment we were writing code for it and doing the design. It was online on like a web page, and then you could play it through Facebook and mobile. Um, I miss it desperately. It's uh, well, I, that commu- the community that played that game, though small, um, was some of the funniest, smartest, most interesting people I've ever met, and I uh, I miss them desperately. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's. Uh... Uh, I apologize that it's not available anymore, but uh, m- maybe yeah. maybe just talking about it has inspired somebody to say, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's do let's do let's quip the revival," and maybe they'll get there in touch go. with you about it. That sounds good. I'll uh, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to see what they do. I'm. Uh, it was it was something that. It, <laughs> I guess I could, I could to that I could speak to the the personal. Like when you make a game, it's very very personal to me. There's nothing that I enjoy more than sitting with a group of people and just making them laugh, and them having them make me laugh, and just having a good time with people. And that was that game. It was that was distilled down. So it's 100 percent how I feel about the world. Um, and uh, yeah, so when you make a game, it's really really personal. And I'm glad people liked it for the time that they did. I wish it had been a bigger hit, but you know, nothing's promised. Well, I, I mean, your your story of how you've gotten to today, Sean, is immensely powerful. And I strongly recommend people look up Sean Baptiste um, and, and find out about you because you, your passion for video games and where you've been and where you're going and where you will go is is monumental in the life experiences that you've had. And I, for one, am thankful to be able to call you a friend. And I really thank you for that. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. <gasps> Got a bit of a bromance going on here. <laughs> oh, oh, whatever, Neil. Um, with that being said, guys, um, you know, check out, uh, check out, you know, Sean on Twitter at Sean the Baptiste. Um, he's he's very very interactive with everyone, and I hope that his experience has given you a little bit of a look into the world of content creation, the do's and don'ts. And um, Sean, thanks for coming on the program. Yes, thank you very much. Sean. Thanks for having me on here. Oh, thank you. It's, 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 it, it really has been awesome. It's been great talking to you guys. <laughs> and originally in the close, I had said stay tuned for a fourth segment. But as you guys all know, stay tuned for a fifth segment. We are live with The Bridge coming up right after this break on the Escape Pod. Cast. The Escape Pod Cast with Paul Anthony and Neil Andrew Ware. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micaiah's will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micaiah's has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PvP plans and more. Contact Micaiah's today on Discord at all lowercase Micaiah's number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at MicaiahsMods at gmail.com. Micaiah's Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast. Did you know that if you signed up to become a Patreon, you could get tons of rewards? Force Go Scotty could do a roster review for you. Neil Andrew Air could share Grand Arena tactics. Or Paul could even help you get maximum stars in Geonosis Territory Battle. Ah, and you even get access into the after show. Sound good? Sign up to be a Patreon today. For as little as $2 a month, you could unlock a ton of potential content and also get closer to the hosts. Head to patreon.com backslash the escape pod to sign up the escape pod cast the bridge oh neil (laughs) yes paul Uh, that has been a marathon of emotion um of passion and basically you know information that i think any content creator could possibly want and it was my honor to bring it to to you guys so yeah <laughs> yeah i th- i thought it went very very well um i mean we we covered as many bases as we could have possibly covered <laughs> we really did and, uh, you know, they, they covered a lot of bases in another thing. And now this is where we get back to uh, talking about the whole, uh, the game that we, that, that inspired this show, uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. We had a question and answer today. And yeah, my God, was it a good one? Yeah. Um, I was, I was both encouraged and taken back a little bit you know it it sounds like they're saying we hear you they didn't say it exactly but (laughs) you know what i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna ring the bell i'm gonna say you know what 
CG, you answered the tough questions. I'm excited for that. I'd like to ask you some more. <laughs> we, your invite is always uh, is always there. Um, but you did a great job between that and Galactic War Report last week. I'm I'm optimistic, Nev. I don't know what 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 are you thinking? I was I mean I, I was surprised uh, 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 at some of the questions that they allowed. Uh, I really really was. I mean I was I was listening to um, uh, I was listening to Finn and Ranger go through the Q and A live because they started doing it live at about half past three. And and they were doing it in a joking manner, you know. Finn was pretending to be SB Crumb and sounding like the Wicked Witch of the West, and um, uh, Ranger was like doing CG top hat, but sounding more like you know Mr. Hat from South Park. Um, and and you know Ranger was like kind. You could tell there was a there was a hint of surprise. There. It's like are these really the questions? Because when I was listening to Finn ask these questions, I'm thinking to myself, he's he's. He's taking the mickey you know he's messing around isn't he because you know you you heard that first question and it's like what does your community manager do all day because it certainly doesn't seem like he's managing the community and i'm thinking it was that can't be a question there's no way they would allow that but they did you know and then bang the next question um is the game dying as in are you losing interest and running out of ideas for the game as a lot of people are thinking the game is dead in the water and going nowhere and i'm like they've really let these questions through you know these are questions that people want to ask but you know q and a's tend to have you know the softballs don't they they don't tend to have those uh, you know questions that we kind of ask but feel we'll never get an answer on so i was pleasantly surprised i must admit yeah i mean that they referenced the uh the appearance on gwr um they uh you know it's <laughs> Um, it, it really is, is entirely a, they, they labeled this whole thing general questions, but it was more like, you know, taking the hardball. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, you know, taking a shot, they were taking a shot in the mouth, basically. It's like, okay, look, we've got all these questions. They don't expect us to, uh, to put them in the Q and a, so, um, let's put them in the Q and a. Let's 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 shut them down before they start whinging and moaning and going. Oh, you didn't answer any of the hard questions. It's like, okay, fine, we'll answer them all this time. I'm I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that they fully answered them all, but the the mere fact that they allowed some of these questions, uh, you know, through um, was you know, it kind of gives me a little bit of hope for the next Q and A and the potential for you know maybe they go on RSG. Maybe they come back to us. Maybe they do the Galactic War Report, you know, regularly. I mean, as much as I'd love to have them on here, if, if they started doing something like that on a month-by-month -month basis, I mean, God, that would be awesome. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's just the fact that they're willing to talk to the community that I will take that as the win. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, Definitely. So what was, uh, what, were there any questions in there that kind of... Uh, stuck out to you are there any that you really really liked um you know honestly for me it's always the quality of life stuff um <laughs> you know they 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 did talk about uh, will it be possible for guild officers to give orders before territory battles start <laughs> um you know 
it's they, they said it's a tricky piece of work and and as you remember um in in the talk with sean you know it could take two to three years because it could be a load-bearing brick that caught that allows you to get in that opens the gate to get into the attraction you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, we, we, I think I think we understand a, a little bit more about the uh, the script now. Uh, although then you know I, I think I did then point uh, to the, um, the the follow up question, which would then be, well, you know, where was the QA? You know, where was the quality assurance that allowed something like that to be incorporated into load bearing script for the game? You know, uh, you know, what? Why is it such a huge load bearing? <laughs> script and you know why is it so important and why does it take so long but you know uh, at least we know um uh, from a ground up point of view now uh, we can kind of look at uh, the responses and go okay so you've said that that one's going to take a long time we kind of understand because it's load bearing script and in order for you to add stuff to the game in that area you need to rip the entire foundation out and go over the whole thing again before you then start adding you know new code um which is going to be the new part of the game uh, like um i think a perfect example of that would be gw we, we've always thought that gw would be the perfect place for them to create a sandbox mode for us in the game um for all we know you know the the uh, the, the code and the script for galactic war could be you know ten thousand pages and it right. could be you know thousands and thousands of lines of code and in order to change gw or duplicate the script for gw and then create a sandbox mode could literally take you know 12 to 24 months um uh, knowing that from a, a an abstract point of view having that pointed out by sean it would be great if we could get the devs from star wars galaxy of heroes to say hey um this is the case you know it would take us 12 months to rewrite the code in the script for galactic war to give you the sandbox you want and that's why we haven't done it that's the kind of you see now we know a little bit more we can be a little bit more precise with our questions regarding qol because you like your qol so when a qol question like uh, let's take the 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 second one, for example, for a QOL update, can we please get a tag or locking mechanism that allows us to earmark gear for future use on a particular tune? It'd be uh, nice. We, we, I, I agree. It'd can, be nice, but you know, it's, it's that's nice, part of this but, game. That that that's mm-hmm. part of this game is saying, okay, you know, should I really craft this this gold this mini stun gun, or should I wait to craft the gold stun gun? You know, mm-hmm. it, it would that. To, to lock it to a certain character, to allocate it there, uh, defeats the purpose of the gearing system, in my mind. Well, and, and that's why that's why so many... There are always um, so many different variations on what people want in the QL, Q, QL, QOL section of the developer Q&A. Um, there's always something new there and there's always something different that somebody wants changing to the game that's what makes the qol such an interesting aspect of the q a yeah and uh, they the last question did you did you see the last question that they answered 
Uh, yeah, yes. Could the dev team add statistics to the GA board so oh, I no. can see how teams did on D? That's the last one on the QL. Oh, QOL. oh well, the QOL. I'm talking about all the way down. I honestly think this is also a QOL thing. They asked, how is the Vulture Droid able to scale and keep up with power that Relic 7 is giving to other pilots? We talked about this, you know. Yeah, we, we did talk about this <laughs> at the start, yeah. And their answer for so, this is that they um, they had to be very careful that a max out crewless ship wasn't dominant in terms of how much was invested into it. For example, melted face against non relic enemies, um, and they said that it's it, even though it's a fine line, everything is working as intended for those. So, in my opinion, I think that they would not if it all of a sudden became face melting in the other direction that they wouldn't hesitate mm -hmm. to rework a, a crewless ship well that then that would uh, that would definitely bode well for um uh, for new adopters of the game people coming into it uh, because from a uh, from a farming point of view for someone with a new account i would much much rather farm for a crewless ship that's going to be as good as a crewed ship because then I don't have to farm the crew member and the ship. I just have to farm the ship. Yeah. Someone someone who's been playing for quite some time has already farmed a lot of the people, farmed a lot of the ships, farmed a lot of the crew, and it's it's more about either getting them to seven stars or increasing the gear level um, to a 12 or a 13 so that they can start relicking the character. But if you were starting from scratch, you know, let's say 12 months from now, somebody new coming into the game and we've got a half a dozen... Uh, a half a dozen ships that do not have crew it might then you know that might then be part of a pillar system you know farm these ships they're just as good as ships with crew in but you don't have to farm the ship and the crew you just have to farm the ship yeah yeah i mean totally you uh you, you love your pillars I do. Yeah, I kind. Yeah, I kind of love my pillars. I, I like. I so, like the pillar system. Um, Heinze in the room says he's annoyed that his question wasn't answered in the Q and A, and he says, "With hindsight, are you still comfortable with the decision to set the unlock level of uh, of Boss Anakin at five star?" Um, and they actually it was they kind of yeah, answered it yeah here's yeah, a real question did. are you considering changing the epic confrontation but by the way they spelled it confrontation uh unlock from five to seven stars and they said we're not considering the change epic confrontation events reward five star unlocks and we don't have any other confrontation scheduled <laughs> at the time but we will likely come back to the format in the future so they they kind of did answer that. Um, I think they're okay with 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 getting these these ultra end game characters and finding a way to deplete a resource that can be hoarded. You know, once malevolence hits, I am not hiding the fact that I am going to finally unleash the gates of Guild Event Token Mark II. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're going to stop hoarding? I'm going to stop hoarding when it comes to when when malevolence drops. I I absolutely am, Neil. Mm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. It's okay. I've I had a frog in too. my throat. And you are not sounding <laughs> echoey this time. And, and we want to apologize. We're, we're working on... He has different settings from when it's OBS and when it's my system. 
that we use. So I apologize for the echo. I did not trap Nev in a cave. It, you know, it just came out that way because of, uh, because of some mic placement. And it sounds like we fixed it for the live segment. So for the naysayers and the people that are, j that are just going to make uh, comments on, on the web, you know what? I know. Okay, there we go. I got that out of the way. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so, so re some really, really good, some interesting. Cre the, the question about the uh, the question about um, uh, releasing the legendary events is always open. That came up again, so we got a slightly different answer on that one because um, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit more specific. Um, so, obviously, you know, just to remind people of the question, what is your timeline for making it easier for new players to catch up, e.g. releasing legendary events as always open, rather than calendared, as has been alluded to in recent Q&As? And CG Sven said, our next tile update is going to have two new features that mark a significant step towards this future, especially in conjunction with some content lifecycle changes we'll be rolling out at the same time. So they are prepared, you know, the, 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 the next title update is going to have new features that are going to step up this change. And then CG Cyanides says, this is something we have been thinking about for a while and have a plan to address. There are a lot of questions in this Q&A um, about New Players Guild recruiting new players. And what I can say is that we totally agree with the feedback. We have some plans that, will, uh, that you will be hearing about on how we address new players and getting their collections to a state that makes them eligible for more Elder content and guild involvement. So it's sounding like, I, I mean... Uh, Obviously, they haven't been specific, but they have alluded to the fact that in the next title update, they are incorporating features that will be a significant step towards the always open uh, legendary events. And I must admit, that is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. And regarding guild recruitment. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it, it's it's massive from, from a, you know, from just from a guild point of view. That is absolutely massive because um, if any legendary event can be done at any time, um, recruiting, you know, somebody can be not have a, a JTR, for example. Maybe they haven't got JTR and it's an intermediate guild and that, that intermediate guild's like, well, you know, we, we kind of need you to have a JTR squad so that you can, uh, uh, you know, do phase one so that we can get prepared to do Heroic Sith. Because it might be a guild that hasn't yet started Heroic Sith. So that, that person is then thinking to himself, well, you know, the event's open. Give me a month, you know, let me join and I'll start farming for that immediately. And then I can start gearing those characters up immediately solves the problem whereas before you would have to wait you know two three four months um just to get you know the characters ready and the ancillary characters ready in order to have a jtr squad good enough to be able to do phase one of the heroic sith but now if that you know once they roll this always open out thing it's going to make recruiting for guilds so much easier so let's um i want to i want to tackle one that um, has a lot of the of uh, the uh, you know the, the the what's considered the the big content creators quite angry. Um, do you watch YouTube videos by um, do you use yeah the person 
typed weird. Do you watch YouTube videos by from the community? Are you aware of the growing sentiments they're expressing on behalf of the community? Do those types of community input factor into any of your design decisions? And um, Top Hat, who was just mm -hmm. recently on GWR, right? Mm -hmm. He yeah. says, yeah, we've watched them for sure. Their sentiments largely mirror those in the community and don't fundamentally add much to the conversation beyond what we see in Reddit and the forums. We look to the concerns of the community, not specific personalities. See, I find that, yeah, that I'm I'm not happy with the um, the the end of that to to compare to compare the spoken word. Because that's what CG Top Hat is doing here. He is comparing the spoken word to the written word. Because that's what Reddit and the forums are. That there's no that sometimes there, there is no emotion. There's no feelings. Um, you can't tell um, if someone's being uh, uh, sarcastic, if someone's being ironic, because it's the written word. You can, however, get all of that from listening to somebody say something as opposed to write something on Reddit. So wh wh when they say that, you know, that YouTube and the the content creator, the video, the audible and the visual um, community largely mirrors those of the community in Reddit and the forums, I, I would really, really quite vociferously disagree with that because they're two completely different animals. They really are two completely different animals. One is a written blog and the other is a vlog for all intents purposes. And, you know, sp sitting and speaking and, and, and saying your piece into the camera is a lot different from typing it down and writing it out. And perfect example of this is my first post on Reddit. Everybody thought I was a shill. Everybody thought that I was a secret. It was a secret CG account. Um, and then I talked about it on the, you know, in one of my videos and I was able to add, you know, context and, you know, a little bit of emotion and a little bit of feeling to it. And it came across completely and utterly different. So when they say it's the same and it mirrors, I completely disagree. Sometimes Reddit is an absolute dumpster fire. We know this. Um, and the stuff that gets written on um, stuff that gets written on Reddit and written in the forums. There's no way that that gets repeated um, on the um, on YouTube and on Twitch by content creators. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin this the other direction because okay. um, you know Cubs fan Han, um, who's who we know he's a good friend of ours. Um, he screen capped that answer. And then tagged Arnold and saying, well, we're not fundamentally adding to the conversation. Time to hang it up and call it quits. Now, I know Cubs fan Han is, is being tongue-in-cheek there. Mm -hmm. But in some of the replies, he gets, a, um, you know, in some of the replies to people replying to that, he gets a little bit... Um, he, he throws the salt that we talked about with Sean. He says... Is he, is he throwing a bit of shade? Yeah, he? because he said, perhaps you're right, perhaps not. Either way, it's dismissive 
of what we do. Shouldn't Mm. surprise many, though, considering that Capital Games cutting ties with creators except for a podcast or two. He threw a dagger at me. Cubs (laughs) at two brute. At two brute, yes. Yeah, I mean... So when it when it comes down to it, you know, I'll, I'll say this, Cubs. You know, you've you got very. I, I, I'm gonna an open letter to Cubs here. You got a little bit down on the game. You know, you they're they're not mad at you. They're mad at the continual push of of. The, the whole thing that goes with I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do these different things. You do a great job, Cubs. You really do. And I love the content that you put out and I'm excited for what you're going to do in Fallen Order. But, buddy, you know, put it, throwing that shade out there <laughs> that's not exactly, you know, extending the olive branch. Well, I mean, um, it, it uh, um, I, I will, I, I will take the devil's advocate approach here. Okay, I'll take the devil's advocate approach here, and I will say that it, it is a little bit of turnabout when you think about it, because we have abstract. Well, sorry, I have abstractly thrown shade outward. Um, regarding people who, um, you know, I've done it in the Escape podcast for kids. Uh, you know, when I've talked about um, uh, uh, the, the naysayers and the doom merchants, you know, that talk about a game that's dying and, you know, oh, it's a new month, let's do another video about the game dying. You know, so I've thrown some kind of abstract shade out there myself. You know, maybe this is just, you know, good old-fashioned turnabout. Yeah, all, all I'm all I'm saying is that you know, I if you're gonna title a video "Is this game dead in the water?" to get clicks, mm-hmm. then don't expect somebody to be all excited to to come to you and tell you all about the new light side territory battles. You know what? I I've gotten a little vitriolic about mm-hmm. uh, about EA itself. You know I yeah, but that's not I exactly will tell hard, you this. is it? <laughs> I, it it may not be hard, and I still say pay the darn developers. Don't worry about these Christmas bonuses. Stop looming things over their heads with pink slips. Let them develop with guidance, not mandate. I will not step away from that. That is what I will never, ever, ever, ever step away from. But when it comes to, you know, when it comes to CG, Mm -hmm. I think they're doing a great job. Keep it up. Just, just listen, listen more. You made a great yeah. step with this week's Q and A. I love the fact that we did pretty much find out that the that the whole game updates 
are now slated for December, for March, for June. So, yeah. you know, we're it's, we're it's, getting it's more information if you actually read it. I, th- I think it ha- I mean, uh, it, you know, it, go, go back a week, literally, you know, go back a week. And, you know, it had been six months since we'd had some, you know, genuine heartfelt communication, you know, sit down interviews, sit down communications, that kind of thing. And then, you know, within the period of a week, we've had, you know, a QA that was worth something um, and, uh, you know, a, a sit down with CG Top Hat and some fellow content creators in the Galactic War Report. So, you know, th- those two things, um, I just I just hope it continues. I really, yeah. really do. I genuinely hope it continues. And it, here's the thing. If, if we kind of, uh, it's a bit like, Sometimes people don't like heaping praise. I mean, I, I know a couple of content creators, not not Star Wars game related. Um, you know, the, there's the the quartering, and there are some people that you know there are some game developers that he really doesn't like. But when they do something right, he sits there, he puts a, a face on like he's you know been slapped around a couple of times, and he's like, right, I don't like doing this, but I have to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> And, you know, this developer has done the right thing. So what all we, I think what we need to do is kind of give the necessary credit and praise to CG for what they've done this past week in the hope that the praise and the credit that we give them um, kind of you know, continues that good faith. And, you know, they do more interviews with other content creators. I mean... Uh, the, the 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 one that the one that strikes me to mind. I know I mentioned RSG, but c- could you imagine CG Top Hat on a show like um, uh, uh, oh, what is it, uh, <laughs> Kyle and Dagger do Hollywood? Can you imagine those? Can you imagine that? I mean, something like that. How how awesome would that be? Um, or if they were to do, you know, a one on one with Zylo, or if they were to do something with It's Just Ian, you know, like a one on one, something. I think something right. like that would be really really good because you would get different questions would get um uh, different perspectives from different content creators because you know we had cg carry on and now top cg top hat has done the galactic war report i'd like to see them do something else next month and the month after that and the i month want after that i want to get crumb they, back on to debut a puzzle Yes, I would, and and um, um, you know, I think I think we've got first dibs on crumb with a puzzle. Um, uh, you know, so if we've got, you know, if we're calling dibs on crumb with a puzzle, then you know, other content creators should get to call dibs with other guys. You know, maybe uh, you know, maybe uh, Bulldog can get Eric on or something like that. I don't, I you know, the the the, the possibilities are endless, but it ain't gonna happen if all we do is uh, you know, bitch and moan on this thing what's happened this week we must give them the necessary credit for it and you know praise you know even if you don't like cg you've got to give them the praise you've got to give them the credit and then hopefully you know the next you don't week have will be to the give same. them the praise you don't have to give them the praise what you need to do is you need to be honest and i hope that we've always been that I, I, I really do. Um, the, the whole show opened my eyes a little bit to what they're looking for. Um, I'm glad that we interviewed Sean. You know? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, 
honestly, Nev, it it really this entire past almost three hours. We're coming up on three hours now for this show. Yeah, has yeah, been, been a, a long one. Has been a glass case of emotion, a roller coaster of of wonder, if you will. And I I look forward to the next one with you, man. You're we're we're always. You know, we're always ready to to talk the Star Wars, oh, yes. <laughs> as, as some people have put. And you oh, know and what? don't forget what? Don't forget, don't forget, we're doing a collab with. Uh, we're yeah, we're going to be doing a collab with Thad. We're going to do another collab with Thad. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, the the people that I would like to make sure that get thanked here is um is our patreons who week in and week out help you know they help shape the show just by chatting with us and even if you're not on discord you know put that in your notes and i'll email you personally if you have some ideas for the show put that in your notes that you want to talk to me i'll email you i have no problem in that you know but I do have to thank our Patreons, Tenpool, BCM, B-Couts, uh, Danku, the Eternal, the Eternal Patreon, uh, Sobi, Gubatine, Dan O, we got Patchy, we got Dagger, we got Plasma, um, we've got Buzzsaw, E-Grace, Ghost, The Hod, Heinze, Apropos, uh, we got JJ Manners, we've got uh, John K. We've got Sir Boss, who uh, he, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he is absolutely another one of the eternal, uh, the eternal Patreons. Caden um, Ace, Curtis Blow, uh, DPK, we still love you. We still love you. Maverick, uh, Ollie, our own uh, fighting drunk. We love him as well. Um, the Llama, you know, she appears on the show and she supports the show. <laughs> Thank you, Llama. Uh, we got Savage Diva and Uber Witch Nev. Ooh. The two of them got married this past uh, uh, this past week. So congratulations to Uber and Savage. Yes, um, uh, Uber and Savage. Of course, com- it com- it, it, uh, my, my apologies, Savage. I, I do recall you saying that you were getting married. I had my kids with me at the time, though, so uh, please forgive me. But yeah, com- congratulations to uh, uh, to uh, to Savage Diva and her. Uh, uh, I have no doubt, lovely wife. So you know, th- yes. Um, the the fun part. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this is that the post on Reddit last week about how do you swaga up a wedding that started as a conversation inside our guild chat and then one of our members just took it to reddit and it it produced some hilarious stuff like uh like giving everybody malik uh, shards as they walk in the door but then taking them away halfway through the reception <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that would be funny um we also have to thank the zed um who once you know once again they work here but they support here i don't i i'm i'm floored by each and every single one of you and the person that opened this week's show urzatron thank you for your uh support thank you for your content and you know what you know it we're we're always here and uh we're always glad to be the warm-up act for the hall when gac lands on a friday Oh yes, we are. 
Just no pickles out, please. No pickles. No, no pickles. No pickles. Yes. Sa- save, save, save it your for the hall for RSG. Yeah. Save it. Save save it for the hall and save it for RSG. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we're there's. Uh, I'm currently talking with um with a few content creators. Um, we had Zan. Xanatos, I, I always say the name wrong. Xanatos, he's going to be doing a child's play charity um, stream next week, so we may have him on next week. And also, one other thing is that I do want to mention that our very own good friend and uh, and one shot co host uh, Heinze is going to be starting a series tomorrow called Behind the Screen, and I'm excited for that. You know, oh, we talk about content creation. Um, he he dropped the uh, he dropped the information to us earlier. You know what? He's going to be creating content. Good for him. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent, excellent. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and Heinze, I know you missed some of the show. Go back and listen to the entire Sean um, Sean interview because that is going <laughs> to help you immensely along the way. <laughs> Oh my god, now I'm sneezing. <laughs> it's all right, Nev. It's all right. Well, I I will save you from your uh from your sneezes and uh I I think it's time that we uh we get out of here. What do you think? I think I couldn't agree with you more, mate. Uh-huh. We've had a very long night. Yeah, we we do and we I still have to edit this and upload it all. But uh with that being said, um you know, thank you so much guys. Stay awesome and uh Nev, push the button. Oh, you got it, mate. Ta-ta for now, folks.